0: This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up what you want via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. As we launch here into the first hour of the live Saturday edition of the program. The number again, 800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. So this week, Mark, as uh, as you know if you listen to this program during the week, we were talking about a particular piece of legislation. And legislation doesn't really excite me very much. I'm not somebody that is too keen on the whole political process. But all of that said, I do love the idea of freedom. And I do love liberty. And I will support anything that will get us whatever the next step is in that direction. And I will oppose whatever it is that takes us down the road to tyranny, which is currently, in my opinion, the road that we're all on here in this country. So, legislation... Tyranny being just more government. Yeah. Well, yeah, more of what we have, which is more controls, more regulations, more taxes, uh, more obedience. And so anything that will alleviate that situation, I will support. Especially something like what the New Hampshire legislature is looking at doing, and apparently a handful of other states are also looking at doing. Up to 20, according
1: to World Net Daily. Is that true? Um, well, there's eight currently. Uh, Arizona, Hawaii, Montana, Michigan, Missouri, New Hampshire, Oklahoma, and Washington.
0: And I believe that New Hampshire started it all. It's the shot heard around America. As it should be. And I've, I love this idea. Um, I think it's obviously for me, it's not quite as far as I would like to see things go, but it's a good starting point. And what I'm talking about is what they call up here HCR 6, which is a uh, piece of legislation that is currently in committee. So it's not even up to the full house yet. And, you know, I am i don't even like talking about uh, – Legislation that hasn't passed. I mean, yeah, that seems. I it... see
1: that point, and, uh, you know, it's a, there's all kinds of weird legislation that gets passed. and But I think that this, uh, for one, there's a trend across the United States, up to 20 states looking at doing this. Um, yeah. And it basically started here in New Hampshire that I can tell. I, I'm not sh- 100% sure of that. I'm sure the other states that are introducing theirs will say that they, they had it on their own. But, um, it, it, you know, it, this it's trend, and I'm really interested in seeing it where so, it goes.
0: So what they're doing. Is they are proposing a secession bill. Well, um, it's a it's a line in the sand. They bill. don't use the term secession in the actual piece of legislation. They use the term nullification, I believe, of essentially the whatever the agreement is between the state government and the federal government. They they basically lay down several criteria, uh, and they will uh, they they enumerate what it is that the federal government must or they may not do. And if the federal government does do one of these things that is enumerated in the bill, one of them, for instance, is uh, gun regulations. If they pass another gun regulation, then that will essentially trigger the New Hampshire government to say, all right, we're done.
1: Yeah, actually, there's a there's, there's quite a few of the criterias in it, um, but it's uh, establishing a martial law or state of emergency, mm-hmm. um, requiring involuntary servitude or government service other than draft during oh, a that declared sucks. war. At least it's a declared war. When was the last time we had one of those? 65 years ago? Oh, declared war. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Pursuant to or as an alternative to incarceration due to process of law, requiring involuntary uh, servitude or government service of persons under the age of 18, uh, surrendered any power delegated or not delegated in any corporation or foreign government, which is like the UN, any act um, regarding religion, further limitations on freedom of political speech, or further limitations on freedom of the press, further further infringement, I love how they keep on talking about, you know, it's further infringement of the right to keep and bear arms. There's already 20,000 laws in America. So they're
0: acknowledging that it has really already gone pretty far. And they're putting, as you you say, Mark, a line in the sand. And they're saying, look, if you cross this, we're going to nullify the agreement. Now, one of the other things uh, to point out about this is it's just a resolution, right? It's not actually a mandate. It's just kind of a, a symbolic gesture, as, as I understand it. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's one written down and going to be voted on. Yeah, which will be really interesting to see how this ends up uh, playing out. In fact, we do have, and it's another, this is a really unusual night for Free Talk Live, Mark. We're opening this show with talking about a piece of legislation. I guess my question uh, for you, the listener, is how do you feel about the idea of doing something like this? Are you opposed to the idea of New Hampshire or Vermont or some other uh, state government pulling out of the Union? What about Hawaii? I mean, they've got a huge session movement there. Alaska does, too. Do you oppose this idea? Do you embrace it? How do you feel? 800-259-9231. five nine ninety two thirty one. We're going to talk here uh, briefly with one of the sponsors of the piece of legislation. His name is Representative Paul Ingbertson. Uh, Paul Ingbertson, are you with us? I'm on the line. Ah, good to uh, good to hear you. you. I've uh, well, I, I recall your name from earlier uh, things in the state house. Uh, I believe you were one of the sponsors of some of the marijuana decrim legislation that has come up in the past. Is that uh, correct?
2: Sure, and I've looked uh, in the past also to try to end the drug war. Of course, which is a completely—you you see how it's related to what this problem is. It's outside the parameters of the uh, federal government, uh, or the purview of the federal government. So,
0: I love it. And, and if I'm not mistaken, are you a A plus rated representative from the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance?
2: <laughs> You'd have to ask them. I've actually—I don't know. You got to be like following like these me, things. So I must be doing reasonably well with
0: them. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, so what was the uh, what was your purpose in putting forth this legislation? <clears throat>
2: Well, you know, uh, the, um, the truth is I'm a co-sponsor, so the, uh, this doesn't originate with me. But so my purpose in putting it forward, my purpose, and a better way to say it would be my purpose in co-sponsoring. Uh, Dan, it's a uh, uh, on his own time he should tell you about this, but uh, was looking at the uh, Monroe Doctrine. I'm sorry, not the Monroe. I'm so apologize. The, the uh, Kentucky Resolution and the and the Virginia Resolution. Apropos or in preparation for a uh, presentation he was doing, and he suddenly saw this and he said, Well, golly, this looks like something we need to do today. Yeah, That's now these are. The, these documents said, are
1: he, Jeffersonian documents uh, written by. Yeah, you know, Jefferson
2: stop. and Madison, as yeah. a matter of fact. And they guys apparently co wrote them and then used them in their own, uh, uh, in their different uh, states, had them had them passed in their different states uh, as a result of the Alien and Sedition Act, which you see re- uh, referenced, I believe, in that. Bill, but anyway, uh, uh, yeah. So the language obviously is, is sort of a continuation of that, and the thinking is obviously Ninth and Tenth Amendment thinking. And the reason I came on board is because uh, you know all of us. I mean, you can see the uh, outpouring of enthusiasm. My emails are packed. My phone's ringing. Yeah. Uh, people are. People have had it uh, with this uh, federal government overreaching, and nobody wants top-down government here. And it's just coming in every single. Area of our
0: lives now. Yeah, I, I mean, of I, I,
2: Obama the, promises to make it far worse.
0: Well, and, and of course he will, as uh, George Bush made it worse, and they'll just stack on awful things on top of uh, all the things that have already been created. We all know what's going to happen in the federal government, so it's, it's inevitable that they are going to do one of those things that's that's on that list. Um, so if it comes down to it, and this thing passes. It's just a resolution, though, right, Um, uh, Paul Ingbertson? It's not actually going to do anything. They don't have to take action on this.
2: No, it's a resolution, and it's actually simply a confirmation of the position uh, that that the states already have vis-a-vis the Ninth and Tenth Amendment. It's just a reminder. It's a friendly hello. Are anybody paying attention to the, Mm -hmm. the agreement we've got? No, they're not. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's the purpose of it. <laughs> um, now there's it have any, It's not binding on anybody.
1: Now you, you, Mr. Uh, Representative Ingerson, you probably haven't uh, seen this uh, story, but uh, World Net Daily is reporting that there's um, lawmakers in 20 states uh, moved to reclaim sovereignty, and then they list off several uh, other states that have have like legislation to the HCR 6th.
2: Is that right? Yes, I did see that story, yes.
1: Okay. Um. Now, did... Uh, did do you think that the, your legislation or the legislation you co-sponsored was the first?
2: Oh, <laughs> I don't want to give that. I have no idea. Okay. Doesn't I, know, really I, matter. Know that, I know that the, one of their pieces, I don't know if was Oklahoma, was heard the day before ours, so maybe we're the second.
0: <laughs> well, I think what matters most is who actually passes the legislation. It sounds That's to right. me like everybody's just considering this. What do you think the chances are of this even making it through the committee?
2: Well, that committee historically has been in favor of this kind of position. And I think, uh, uh, you know, in fact, I, a, a Democrat came up to Dan yesterday before enthusiastically supporting his, the position. So I, I think it would have a reasonable chance, both there and on the floor, uh, unless leadership takes some sort of an adamant position on in both parties.
0: Do you think that uh, if this passes and actually makes it through the House, do you think that uh, we could see something a little stronger, like an actual piece of secession legislation coming up? <laughs> No. No, oh, come even. on. Not, Let's be optimistic, optimistic right. here. Look, you, you, I, <laughs> thank you for I, the I call. Hey, the we here, really appreciate that. your time, uh, Representative Paul Ingridson, Thanks for coming on Free Talk Live. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. That's The SACL CAI toll-free line. Again, 800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Again, that's freetalklive.com. The features there include the updates. You get signed up, and we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Freetalk Live. Go to updates.freetalklive.com. Get on the list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com.
1: Do you know that over 35% of IT admins admit to snooping through their boss's email? Shouldn't your business email be secure? PrivacyHarbor.com is an email alternative that's both private and confidential. It's guaranteed. PrivacyHarbor.com because normal email is not secure. And you can go over there today and get a free account at Privacy. PrivacyHarbor.com. That way you can try it out and see if you like the service. PrivacyHarbor.com.
0: So we started the show out by talking about a piece of legislation that is on the table, a similar piece of legislation that is on the table in up to 20 states right now. Uh, No one has passed it yet. Hopefully Many will. But the legislation is essentially a nullification warning. Uh, It's basically a line in the sand, a verbal line in the sand, that tells the federal government, hey, look, we're about sick and tired of all of your big government nonsense, and if you take one more step in any of these directions, we reserve the right to nullify our agreement, which is that is the state government nullifying their agreement to be part of the union, as I understood it. Uh, it 's just a resolution it 's not it 's not binding, but it is symbolic to some extent it 's symbolic of uh, people 's frustration with what the federal government is uh, is and has been up to and I think it 's important and i 'm not somebody who really gets excited about legislation, but I think this one is a is a pretty big one and we were talking with one of the representatives that uh, that filed this piece of legislation. Mm-hmm. And he, he kind of backed away from my question about some real secession legislation, because I think that's what's really needed. Well, I think action is what's needed in this if case. If I were
1: a representative um, talking to you on the, uh, the radio, I would have backed away from that, too. I mean, it's, it, it, the fact is, this isn't the time to be talking about it as a representative.
0: Well, I, I guess that's because representatives are kind of cowardly and they're politicians and they only want uh, well, to get I, I reelected. Think that, I think and, they want to get their legislation passed. And if you say
1: yeah. this is secession legislation, like you're going to be that <laughs> nut and nobody votes for that nuts
0: legislation. Well, so, n- be- people listen to that Nuts Radio show. So why don't you go on? We'll see what happens as far as whether or not it gets passed. But anyway, I was curious about you as to how you felt about all this. I mean, if you came across the news that one of the, the states, whether it's the one you live in or not, was considering secession, how would you feel about that? Let's go to your phone calls. You can bring up anything. We'll start with John listening to WFLA in Tampa. Hello, John. You're on Free Talk Live.
3: Hey, what's going on? What's on your mind? Well, <laughs> I'll make it brief and concise. Uh, I live in Florida. Uh, our state's probably never going to have anything like that. But um, <laughs> Nope. I, <laughs> I will make it very clear. Um, first of all, over my dead hands. Um, actually, over my dead body. Over your um, dead and, body.
0: Uh, what, what does uh, that mean?
3: Um, the things that, the, the, for instance, this whole um, Obama, you know, controlling how much corporations can pay their executives uh, is just a, a precursor to what they're going to uh try to pull in the forward. It's it's like a you know, uh if we can get this then what what are they gonna try to do in the future? Um I'm mean, my wife my wife and I are both in the military and uh it's getting increasingly hard for even military members who are trained and you know I've spent six years in the army, I'm infantry, uh, my wife's Air Force, um to even you know, like ownership of a weapon or, or, you know, and it's that's a whole other egg in the story. Uh at the end of the day, um it's all of a sudden become wrong to to cling to guns and religion and you know that's what built this country and that's what made this country strong and that's all being taken away and being made bad
0: well i, I uh, don't know I, if guns and religion made this country strong mm-hmm. i think the uh, the relative freedom that people had is what made this country strong the freedom for uh the freedom and the ability to but the create... freedom
1: to have guns and religion was uh, i think that's big
0: nice, on the list nice yeah i mean it was certainly nice aspects uh, but i think the number one thing that made america strong was the fact that you could just go ahead and do what you wanted for the most part uh Without the tremendous level of interference that is going on today, but all That's that what's said, going to put
3: so a stranglehold on our country. Well, when you say um,
0: over your dead body, what is that re- in reference to? Does that mean you're opposing the idea of secession? Or
3: uh, no, confused? no, the exact opposite. I am all for like I don't want to see any bloodshed. I definitely, and I'm using this word this a reference very respectfully. I don't want to see a uh, another civil war. Yep. But things are they're going to have to come to a head. I mean, they cannot go on the way that they're going, and it's going to come down to two sides. Oh, and no, the people I hear... in, in the middle <laughs> –
0: well, you're They're in the military, them. so you're kind of in the middle on this. Now, I'm I'm with you, man. I hope they don't uh, get violent. If one state decides it wants to secede, I hope it's just real peaceful and they just it's paperwork and they take care of it. Don't but if file they... out, f-
1: fire on any forts, well, just that... as some advice. Well, right, right. But but <laughs> what if
0: they what if the federal government decides to be the aggressor in this particular instance and go ahead and and invade uh, whatever state it is that is planning to secede? Would you, as a member of the military, follow those orders? No. So you would then at that point say look uh superior officers this is against you know my uh, my beliefs of the constitution or whatever and you would stand firm and you would not participate in uh, in that kind of an act, uh, activity
3: Absolutely correct yeah. and I can I cannot I mean, I can't speak for exact people but there is a lot of people that believe, believe like myself
1: Oh I, um, I I absolutely agree
4: with you <laughs>
3: I mean, you know, I'm probably one of those – I'd probably be labeled as one of those kooks that you guys were referencing to earlier, but I feel very strongly about my country. I feel very, very strongly about our freedoms, and we have seen example after example of what happens to countries who who take on uh, socialism – and things of such nature, and we've seen them fail, and our country is being turned into something it was not made on.
1: Yeah, I'm at, I'm absolutely, uh, you know, be, be certain. <laughs> I'm one of those kooks too. But um now I'm, I've got. To, I'm kind of curious. Are you happy about the road that uh, Bush was taking the country down?
3: Um, I am. Look, I do my job. I do what I'm told until it gets to the point where it goes against my morals or my personal beliefs. Uh, I am not an elected official. I am just another, you know, link in, in the great, you know, chain of our military. Um, there's, you know, many of us that we just do our jobs, we buckle down, and, you know, we, we, no one was forced to be in the military. Nobody held a gun to our head and said, you know, you have to sign up. Um, you, I volunteered for this. I love my job, but there will come to a point in the time where I am not going to accept watching the destruction of, 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 our, of our country um that could lead to so many different conversations but uh again i can be kind of the uh, oddball uh, apparently these days you know no one very few people believe like i do um,
0: i don't know if that answered your well,
4: question. i got be i got to be careful at that point yeah. <laughs> <you> i understand <laughs> he's,
1: he's got to be careful and i'm i'm willing to i'm willing to let him skirt the issue
0: okay mm-hmm. fair enough hey thanks for the call dude i appreciate uh, the the appreciate the the words of support to the idea of secession coming from the and i think that there are the a system. lot of
1: people in the military that feel just like he does um, you know, And I'm not sure where their
0: individual
1: lines in the sand are, but I've talked to a lot of guys in the military, former military, and they
0: sound like him. Let's talk to Kevin in South Carolina listening to WSCFM. Hello, Kevin. Kevin, you what's are going on, on what's the going air. On, guys? Hey, what's on your mind tonight?
5: Hey, I'm all for it. I'll say if our legislators brought that up, I'd be kind of happy about it.
0: Kind of happy. Okay,
5: that's good. Well, yeah, I mean, I'd be extremely happy about it.
0: <laughs> it's. I think but it's a great only, idea. There's only, there's,
5: only, there's only certain points that, I mean, so much that people can take.
0: Hey, we've shown we've
1: done it once. We can do it again. Well, no, I don't know if it <laughs> was once. always, the South Carolinians, we've be ready to go again. Well, <laughs> wait,
0: oh, you, you, meant, you meant seceding from uh, the U.K., from, from Great Britain? Is that what you meant? No, mean well, you no, from the
5: federal, the federal government. We seceded oh. from the federal government first, and we'll do it again.
0: I don't think it worked out the first time. I don't know if it was ever successful well, the first time.
5: I, you know. Well, I, say that, that, that's it, not here nor there.
0: Right, but, and I think that this time around, as long as nobody fires on some uh, military force... Yeah, fire on a fort we might be able to we might be able to be all long right. they
5: don't build one up up in the
0: middle of a fort oh boy thanks kevin for the call tonight <laughs> more coming up you take control bring up what you want do you oppose the idea of secession it's free talk attention freedom activists if you're planning your move to new hampshire you know that manchester is the heart of the free state but finding an apartment when you're out of state can be a major pain in the you need prickle Prickle has apartment rentals designed to meet your needs. There's no minimum length of stay. They accept payment in silver or gold, and responsible firearms owners are welcome. To find your new home in the heart of Manchester's growing liberty enclave, log on right now to prickle.com. That's P R I C L dot com. Free Talk Live, you can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. Denmark, Uh Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a wiki with over 1,800 pages created by listeners like you. Just go to wiki.freetalklive.com and get interactive. You can edit virtually anything you see. W-I-K-I, wiki.freetalklive.com. And adameve.com has a special offer for you. Go to adameve.com and get 50% off of one item when you type FTL in the offer code coupon checkout. Plus, with your order of $17 or more, they'll throw in a free gift. Get 50% off with Offer Code FTL at AdamEve.com. That, again, is AdamEve.com. We continue with your phone calls about whatever you want. We'll go to Philip listening to WFTL in Florida. Hello, Philip. Philip, are you there, sir? Philip going once. Philip going twice. Let's try instead David in New Hampshire. David, you are on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Hey, David. What's on your mind tonight?
6: Uh, Well, I'm a podcast
7: listener, and I've been kind of sitting on this for several weeks uh back in december you had uh article i believe uh if i recall it's been a while uh basically it was about the first person to be tried under one of the laws that came about after this uh my space girl's suicide uh she committed suicide after finding out that her ex-friend's mother was portraying herself as a boy and started a relationship and dumped her and
4: Mm -hmm.
7: so on and so forth and uh so the question that came up that night was how you might deal with threats in the free market. And really, personally, after thinking about it a little bit, I basically came to the decision: if I was if I was asked to arbitrate over some issue where someone could prove they were threatened by someone else, mm-hmm. I'd make the person who I'd make whoever made the threats uh, equally responsible for anything that happened to them. Uh, if you said I'm gonna just, I'm gonna bust up your car, I'm gonna slit your tires, or something like that and that happened whoever did it and whoever made the threat would be equally
8: liable for the
0: damages okay okay that makes sense but what about i mean what you're saying there and I mean, what i'm understanding you're saying is that if somebody made a phone call to say oh, i'm going to you know your tires are going to be slashed the tires ended up being slashed whether or not it was the individual who made the call you would bring that uh, person who made the threat uh, whether or not the person who made the threat was actually he who committed the the act, uh, you would still make that person pay restitution. That makes sense. But right. what about um, somebody who just threatens you? What about the you know the climate of fear that something like that can create in someone's mind? Uh, is that worth restitution? I I think it might actually be.
7: Well, I I think it's worth at least the the potential of. It, it's not just you know. I, I think the threat itself. The, uh, the, the restitution for the threat is, I'm going to be responsible for whatever happens.
0: But that's not really... Okay, but if nothing really happens, I guess that's good. Uh, obviously, we don't want anybody to have their tires slashed, and we don't want right. somebody to you know, be beaten with a baseball bat or whatever the threat might end up being. But if, if I make a phone call to your house and say, I'm going to kidnap your children, and it never happens... But you're still living in fear of the possibility that your children might be kidnapped. Then I've affected your life. You know, I've uh, right. I've uh, I've had a, a real negative or deleterious effect on your life uh, simply by making the threat. And so I'm. Uh, what well, my question for you is is would you like to see anything done to those people, or should you just be able to make a phone call to somebody's house, deliver threatening letters, and you know uh, deliver all manners of threats, and not have to do, you know, not have to uh, pay any sort of price for it?
7: Well, I think the uh, I think the, the logical extension of that for for extreme threats, uh, injury to to children, person, rape, things yeah. like that. Those those are real extreme. I think for those cases, you'd have you know you could uh, you could basically make them reimburse you for extra security, perhaps. Okay. Uh, you know that that could be the judgment. Okay, well someone said they're going to kidnap my children, so I'm going to hire round the clock surveillance on my house. To make sure my children are safe.
1: For how long is really the the you know, I don't I, I wasn't here for this discussion, but, um you know i'm i'm getting I'm getting up to speed on it now, um right. How long do you get to if, – if somebody makes a threat against, uh, against me, how long do I get to have this security? Do I get it for the rest of my life, the rest of my children's lives? Does this person's estate have to uh, pay for this security? Um, also, when it comes to a threat and slashed tires, for instance, what if a guy who threatened to slash my tires back in high school um, – and then you know I recall this, oh, yeah, Your Honor, this guy threatened to slash my tires. I'm 37 now. And, uh,
0: yeah, how do you draw the conclusion that it was actually the person – I,
7: I I basically I, I had the same concern myself. Really, there, there's two problems with it. There there isn't a period of time to declare someone safe from that threat, mm-hmm. and two, if you do declare some kind of time, okay, you're you're culpable for one year, one year and one day later, that causes a problem. So yeah. I, I think it's really something that, if it happens, the 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 person who made the threat should bring that bring the issue to arbitration and say, hey. I made the threat a year ago. You know, I, I don't think I should be fully responsible for this. I mean, you know, I've I've taken care of, you know, I've paid for their, you know, extra security or paid for insurance on the tires for a year. You know, I, I don't think I should be, and that should be left up to the arbitrator, a, a different arbitrator perhaps.
0: And you know, I it could it certainly see that – I mean, again, we're talking about a free market world where there would be uh, private arbitrators competing for business, and uh, and people would want to go to these arbitrators because their reputation would be on the line. And I would think that, that issuing threats or engaging in threats would be a pretty negative uh, mark on one's reputation. So certainly there would be – uh, within the system, there would be ways to prevent people from doing this even in the first place, and probably would be relatively rare because I think that something should be done uh, on the issue of if you've been threatened and you take that person to arbitration just over the threat. Uh, you know, if you've got a, an answering machine message, caller ID, if you have got the evidence that, that somebody has threatened you, then then it makes sense to, to go in front of an arbitrator and show the evidence and, and have them make a decision on it and black mark their reputation over it. I I wouldn't have any problem with that. Do you?
7: No, not at all. I, I I was thinking about that earlier when I was planning to call. Is yeah, it, especially in a free market, it, it might really be even be easier to prove it with somebody. Nowadays, you can you can send an email and fake the whoever sending it,
4: mm-hmm. so it
7: looks like a certain person is sending it. But you know, I haven't looked into privacyharbor.com. But from what I've heard from the interview that y'all had, uh, basically, you go to the website to get the email, so that more or less guarantees that whoever sent it you know if if they went through privacy you know if they logged into privacyharbor.com and then the recipient logs into privacyharbor.com to receive it then that's you know it's more more definite who rece- received like an email or phone calls or something like that would probably be more you know especially with the uh with the ability to improve upon such things without having the regulation
0: behind it. Okay, well, it was good to hear from somebody else on this, and I thank you for the call and the uh, discussion yeah. here tonight, because I was a little, you know, when we when we originally discussed this, Mark, and you say you weren't here for it, maybe you were on vacation at the time, but I think so. when we uh, originally discussed this, I was uh, uh, not sure where to go with the idea of, well, it's a threat. Has anyone really been harmed? And I, I Yeah, I, it's a tough issue. Right, I felt like, well, there's no real damage, but at the same time, no one wants to be threatened. I mean, there is some mental, I think, uh, upset that comes from from being threatened and i i think that it's a it's a completely different level than making fun of somebody for instance online which is kind of what the uh the the legislation he was talking about does where if you just are mean to somebody on yeah. the internet then uh then that's a crime and i think that's that's there's if you don't like people being mean to you on the Internet, then don't take those people's emails and – and uh, Stop don't, going to the go to that websites forum. where they hang out. Yeah, don't go to that forum or whatever. So I don't think there's any problem with uh, being mean and nasty on the Internet. That's freedom of speech. But I think once you threaten someone's life – You threaten their property, you threaten their family, you threaten their safety. I think there's a line that's been crossed. And that's why I was asking for, I was just asking for other people's thoughts on that. And I'm glad he made them, uh, because I don't think anyone else answered that question. Let's continue with your phone calls, or no, we won't, actually, because Daniel dropped off the line. So toll-free numbers for you are 800-259-9231. So we were talking about this uh, legislation uh, um, on secession here.
1: Actually, this is more...
0: Nullification.
1: Right. HCR uh, 6 here in New Hampshire, and then there's... I guess seven other uh, pieces of legislation around the United States in Arizona, Hawaii, Montana, Michigan, Missouri, Oklahoma, and Washington um, all have similar bits of legislation. And apparently there's an, another 13 states on top of that that are looking at them. Uh, you know, I guess what my question is, is not would you like to see secession of your state if, if the federal government gets too you know big and intrusive, because there's always going to be somebody out there who agrees with, with me on that, is do you agree with attacking a state that secedes say vermont wants to go off and do its little socialist thing is it okay to attack them to bring them back do you support rolling in tanks rolling
0: tanks in 1-800-259-9231 yeah i don't want to talk to people that agree with me this is free talk live Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program, and you can bring up whatever you want if you dial toll-free to 800-259-9231. That is the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you tonight. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their sites. Ours is free, so enjoy it on us at freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We take that money in and reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations around the country, bringing more Internet listeners on board, and helping expose new people to the ideas of freedom. Uh, Just head on over to amp.freetalklive.com to get on board and get access to the perks like the AMP-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. It's all there at amp.freetalklive.com as we continue with your phone calls About what you want, it's Bill in Florida, listening to WFLA in Tampa. Hello, Bill.
9: Hey, yeah. Um, You talking about the secession? Yes, sir. Absolutely not. We should not use any kind of force. Just let if a state wants to secede, just let them go. So uh, they fail, they fail. If they don't, they don't. Good for them. Everybody's so
1: agreeable tonight. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean,
9: I'm I'm also a current free stater. (laughs) Oh, great. Well, uh, um, odd free stater too, because I'm also a current law enforcement officer.
0: That is a little unusual. That's pretty cool. Well, very cool. So
1: um, now, if California decided to go, and boy, talk about dofting my hat, Bon Voyage! Um, <laughs> if California, I'd dis- help what's that? He'd help yeah. them? I'd help
4: California.
1: <laughs> I'd help them pack their bags. Don't let the street door hit you. The now, so if California decides to go, except for those good folks in Eureka County that are listening to us on what is KGOE, callers? KGOE, That's right. the. If California decides to go, they're the eighth largest economy in the world. They might be even whooping France right about now, which would make them the seventh largest economy. Um, and that's comparing, you know, that's putting United States on that list, too. They, they would put a real big dent in our GDP or whatever um, if they decided to, to go off on their own. Now so what?
0: It's just a number. Yeah, GDP is just a number. I'm Who just cares? saying, what, what if California decides to go? Well, I, I think it's more likely that California is going to break up. I don't think California. I mean, if they keep There's going. There's a
1: secession to, movement inside of right, California. They want, right. to,
0: they want to make the free state of
1: Jefferson um, taking uh, northern uh, northern California and southern Oregon.
0: Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Uh, so, yeah, I think that would be great if California broke up because that's the direction it seems like they're going in. We talked about them this week. They're having some major money problems to the point where the counties are collecting money, giving it to the state, expecting the state to hand it back to them, and the state is basically saying, well, uh, we, we're not going to give you your money this month or next month and so it's really kind of uh, ticking off some of those government guys at the county level and of course they're not actually going to do anything about it but it's it's a possibility that if things get real dire they may decide to put their foot down and do some sort of secession thing within the state which would be really exciting. Any other thoughts for us tonight Bill? I don't know uh, that's about it. L- I appreciate C-A- the call. Look, look forward to yeah, seeing you come up come here on. in New Hampshire when you get up this way. Thank you, sir. 800-259-9231. Bill mentioned he was a free stater. That means he is a member of the Free State Project, or a participant, rather, in the Free State Project, meaning that he is going to, at some point, pick up his life and his family and move up here to New Hampshire, join the Liberty Movement. Up like here, we did. Just great. All right, so 800-259-9231. So, Mark, these... Uh, the conservative talk show hosts of which we are not nor are we liberal talk show hosts but i think i'm more conservative than a lot of those talk show hosts that's the way i see myself yeah. well i don't know i'm also more liberal uh so the the conservative talk show hosts for a while now have been belly aching about the you know the fairness doctrine is going to come back and for those that don't know the fairness I was doctrine i'm scared of that the fairness doctrine was around in the in the 1980s i think it was reagan that actually ended up getting rid of it But it was around, and it was a a set of rules for radio stations to follow in regards to giving like political candidates equal time on the air, in that if you were going to interview one candidate, then you would have to make an offer to the opposing candidate to say, well, okay, well, we had so-and-so in for ten minutes, and now we would like to invite you in for ten minutes. And whether they took you up on it or not was up to them, but it was, uh, and I th- I'm sure there was more to the fairness doctrine. But just to give you a general idea of what it was like, they were effectively controlling program uh, program content well, on radio stations,
1: just, and just like the FCC normally does, it was amb- they were the rules were ambiguous and uh, sort of uh, they were followed sort of in a traditional manner rather than a letter of the law manner because nobody knew what the hell the FCC rules meant. In the same way that there's no rule that says you can't say you know the seven dirty words on the on the radio, there's a rule that says You cannot uh, offend community
0: standards, whatever the hell the community is and whatever their standards are. So the reason I bring this up is because it does look like their predictions were accurate. It looks as though there is something a brewing out there in Washington, D.C. land that is going to uh, bring back some concept of the Fairness Doctrine. It'll probably be completely different than it used to be. In fact, it's likely they're not going to call it the Fairness Doctrine. Uh, And, of course... An interesting point about this is the senator, Debbie Stabnow, or however you pronounce her last name... Uh, The the senator who's proposing this fairness standard, she says, uh, it's time to pass a standard. Now, whether it's called the fairness standard or something else, I absolutely think it's time to bring accountability to the airwaves. I mean, our new president has talked rightly about accountability and transparency. You know that we all have to step up and be responsible. And I think in this case there needs to be some accountability and standards put into place. And then she goes on to say that she's planning on doing something like this at some point within the next year or so. Well, what does all that mean? What is it going to mean for talk radio? It's a violation of free speech and freedom of the press as far as I can tell. But that's something they've been doing for a long time. So, right, it's just pretty good be at another it. violation of.
1: Right. Uh, you know, I what does it mean? It's going to make it difficult to, uh, you know, program your station. It's you're going to have to put on stuff that's boring. It's going to uh, you know, there's a reason that Air America um, you know, programming is not it doesn't have the ratings that regular programming does. People don't want to listen to it. I don't know why. I like listening now and then to the uh,
0: some liberal talk is doing great. Uh, it's some just is not on Air America.
1: <laughs> I happen to listen like listening to Tom Hartman, even though he's uh, you know he talks down to you a little bit. But he's I like on it.
0: Air America, but he's he's moving to another. Syndicate.
1: Yeah, he's leaving. Uh, <laughs> Ed right. Schultz and uh, what's the other? Stephanie Miller. Stephanie Miller. Th- those are well listened to shows that aren't on Air America, unfortunately. Now they do have a really great morning show, which is Lionel, but he's not really liberal. Yeah. So. You've got this problem going on over well, there. Well,
0: and here's an interesting point about this. This uh, Senator Stabnow from Michigan apparently is married to Tom Athens, who happens to be a talk radio executive in the liberal talk radio world. Yeah, what a surprise. So, yeah, isn't this just how things tend to work in Washington, D.C.? Strange bedfellows. I uh, mean, whatever. Typical bedfellows. People <laughs> yeah. in business. Well, they using are bedfellows, Ian literally yeah yes. true uh people in business using their connections in washington to effectively improve their business lot and unless that's they sleep
1: like i love lucy where they got the two, the sw- two, twins. The two twins yeah, yeah. Uh, i'd go for that my wife will just take over the bed it doesn't matter how big it is
0: so i, I guess you know i'm bringing this up just to let people know what's coming and i'm guess curious to speculate as to what is it that talk radio conservative types are going to do about this. I, I think I heard Glenn Beck saying something about not going along with it, but if they target the business owners of the radio stations, which is the likely way they're going to do it. They things, always do because that's where the license lies. Exactly. So they've asked for permission from the FCC to go out and and have a radio station, and so whatever rules the FCC lays down, they have to follow or they'll lose their license. So I don't see any Anybody standing up to this. I, I mean, maybe KGZ out in, uh, in Montana will, will do it, because they're, they're real rebels on Got the Got a radio. pair there. Uh, but, but most radio station owners are not going to... If this legislation comes down, and obviously I'm speculating, if they say, well, if you're going to have three hours of conservative programming, you have to have three hours of liberal programming, whatever that means, how will they define what is conservative, what is liberal? I, I don't know. Obviously, it'll be easy for most talk radio, but for this show, how will they categorize this show? Right. I want to see. I want to do away with uh, social
1: security and uh, you know marijuana legislation. Yeah. And, and gun regulation. Yeah. And you know, like
0: <laughs> abolish the state. How do you categorize well, that? That's, I wouldn't go that far. I would. Uh, so but 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 my, again, they're going to target the the owners of the stations. So show content prov- uh, providers like Free Talk Live or Glenn Beck or whoever maybe may still be able to create the show they were already creating. But the radio station owner may simply be told, well, if you want to air that show, you have to air this show. You have to air this show.
1: Right. And there's no no but nobody is going to come in here and tell us what to say. It it seems very I, unlikely. I not going to do it. Well, we already do in that we don't say the seven dirty words.
0: That's true. We don't want to put our stations' licenses in jeopardy. That's true. So I mean, you know. We can talk real big, but, well, there's... Well, actually, it's more like four words. Because well, and we don't we don't interview politicians on this show, so it's not like we really... Well, of course, we did one this morning, or this, <laughs> at the beginning of the show. <laughs> Things aren't going well for us. No, no, it's not. All right. Well, anyway, wanted to just kind of talk generally about the idea of, uh, will anyone stand up to this? How can you stand up? I mean, if, they they radio, if they tell a
1: radio station, if you air a conservative program, you must air a liberal program, um, and I don't know what they're going to do about libertarian programming or you know whatever. I don't can, know either. This is know, scary. What's going to happen to the people that do... You know, relationship talk and and money talk and health talk and all that other talk.
0: What's scariest is the fact that the radio industry will likely just bend right over for whatever these new regulations are. Oh, sure, they're going to complain. They're going to lobby against it as hard as they can. But if it ends up being passed, they'll all just bow right down and do what they need to do. And that may just mean taking their news talk station off the air and putting on music, which would be a real tragedy. Uh, More coming up. Hour 2 is on the way. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. As we launch here into hour number two of the program, it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give away the features on the site, so enjoy them on us. All free for you at freetalklive.com. We go right back into your phone calls where Jim is on the line listening to WFTL in Florida. Hello, free Jim. Hope Thank you got to turn down your that. radio, Jim. Hi. You if, you turn, if you don't turn down the radio, I'm going to have to put you back on hold. Yeah, please, it's driving me crazy. Yeah, we're going to get, okay. There we go. All right, put it back on hold. Let's go to the next call. Uh, we'll talk to Roy in wherever the hell you are. Roy, you're on Free Talk Live.
10: Yeah, hey, how's it going?
0: Hey, what's on your mind tonight, Roy? Uh,
10: not
11: too much. Well, i was well, I'm moving into the apartment, but I actually heard you talking about the, um, the issue with California, like secession, and all that. Yes. Sir. And um, have you heard of any news on the uh, the bill that? Well, I guess the New Hampshire introduced. I think it was HCR six or yeah, something
0: well, like that. Yeah, that's what we started out the show with.
1: Tonight. Yeah, we actually had the guy, um, one of the co-sponsors of the bill, on the show, uh, Paul Ingertson, oh, nice. um, and we talked about it. And you know, you can go back and hear the archives at uh, you can go to FreetalkLive dot com tonight at eleven p.m. Yeah. You'll be able to get
11: the whole thing. Oh, okay. Um, what is the, uh, the status on that so far? Like, what do you think the chances are if it's passing? Because that seems like passing that would be like a big deal for the he whole Patriot seemed- <laughs> movement. Because if at least it'd be like... Doing something because I haven't
4: seen a whole
0: lot of action yet. Yeah, uh, he seemed pretty optimistic about it, and from what I understand, there was a hearing earlier this week, or I guess in the midpoint of this week, in Concord, New Hampshire, where a bunch of activists got together and went up for this. They said the room was packed with 30 to 50 people showing up to this hearing. Uh, so certainly the so-called representatives that were uh, were on this panel that were doing the the hearing. Got a a real earful, I think, from the people that that uh, had showed up for it. So I would say that all things are pointing in a positive direction at this point. Whether or not it actually ends up making it through the full house and if the uh, the governor will sign it is another thing entirely. Uh, but yeah. but it seems to be. It's, well,
1: it's, I don't I don't know that the uh, it's it's a house resolution. A resolution. I think it just has to make it through the House. I'm not sure. Since,
0: since it's not an actually binding piece of legislation, it may not have to go further than that. I, is what you're saying? I, I, it couldn't. Actually, he said it could get killed, even if it didn't make it through the Senate, if
1: it makes it through the House, that in and of itself That's pretty is big huge. News. Because um, there are 400 people in New Hampshire's House. It's the third largest lawmaking body in the world, wow. and uh, you know, to, to get voted on by that many people and approved, um, it, it's, it's a big thing. New Hampshire's House is actually filled with normal people that get paid a hundred bucks a year. In order to be there, so they, you know, they're not so there they're like for the legit, money.
11: Then. they're not like,
6: you know, paid off or anything like well, that.
0: Well, they're not as corrupt as the rest of. uh oh, they're, yeah. they're brainwashed. <laughs> you would believe right. that? Yeah, a lot of them are still power seekers. I mean, they're they're in the job yeah, not for the money, but that. but because they want to wield power over other people's lives. But I would say that all indicators at this point are pretty positive on this particular piece of legislation. And of course, if you continue listening to Free Talk Live, we will keep you in the loop. Any other thoughts for us tonight? Yeah,
10: actually, because.
11: Like, with that kind of legislation, it seems like it'd be at least, like, the first kind of, like, an ultimatum because, like, the biggest fear I've been having is that the whole patriot movement would kind of, like, stall out. Like, I had, like, with all the things that are getting passed and the government, like, bailouts and everything, it's almost kind of worrisome that, uh, like, no one's really doing anything except for something like that legislation they're like that's a big deal.
0: Well, now now this is just I would say the success level of this particular piece of legislation is just an extension of those yeah. who are doing something, those who are oh, yeah. in support of liberty, and you mentioned the patriot movement, and I don't really even know how that's defined. Uh, but I yeah, would it's say it's just
4: kind of
11: like a loose thing. I think
0: yeah, just, right. I would yeah, say the patriot different. movement has been relatively ineffective at doing anything, period, in the past, and uh, except for you know spreading DVDs around or whatever. Well, what have any yeah. movements done? <laughs> right. Well, that's why I was going to say that the Free State Project, I think, is the movement that is going to have the effect you're looking for. If what you're looking yeah, for. At. Yeah, if what you're looking for is to achieve liberty in your lifetime, then the only sensible solution, from my understanding, is to gather liberty-minded people together in the same geographic region in order yeah, to make you things a happen.
11: because if we're scattered all over the place, we can't really do anything, because all, like, the neighbors will be like, oh, who's this guy? Uh, hey,
0: like, absolutely. So I have to ask, are you a participant in the Free State Project?
11: Not right now. I finally just got a job and everything, but, uh, like... I actually would like to look at job out there because that's definitely something I'd like to be involved in because I'd like to do something with everything
0: that's going on.
1: Well, sign up now, and then, you know, that, that way you're focusing your intention on what yeah. it is you'd like to get.
0: Right. Head over to freestateproject.org, read the statement of intent, and if you can agree with it, it essentially says that you believe the maximum role of government should be the protection of life, liberty, and property, which means you can believe the, or you can also believe within that parameter that the maximum <laughs> role is nothing. Um, so uh, <laughs> sign up over at freestateproject.org and start making plans to get up here because hundreds of people have moved already, and it's one of the yeah. reasons why there were 50. Fifty people in that hearing because a bunch of them were were free staters going out yeah, there like and standing get, up for freedom.
11: Like that's the whole thing about the concentration is you can get more people in an area who all kind of have like the same freedom beliefs. And if they get something big moving like that, then it could have like a cascade effect.
0: Absolutely, like I wouldn't be
11: surprised if Texas did something like this.
0: And, and let me tell you, the statists are frustrated. Uh, they are really—they don't know quite what to do. They're uh, paralyzed by the fact that they've never had to deal with this kind of activism before. Uh, because yeah. the free staters are not just active in the political realm; a number of them are also active in the realm of civil disobedience and non-cooperation, Ooh, which is is really powerful. <laughs> and so, when these things start happening, the the government people look at it and they don't really know how to handle it because they're only yeah. used to dealing with people. People who are working within their set of parameters and within the rules that they've set up, and people that are working on the outside of those rules are very confusing to them. Let me give you an example of what happened this morning. We've got a local talk show that uh, some of the local activists make a point of calling in on and, and talking about pro liberty ideas on this kind of local Politico Saturday morning show where it's basically a couple of city councilors that come in and take phone calls from other Politicos. Um, so now they've got their phone lines blowing up with phone calls coming in from people who believe. believe Believe in freedom, and the conversations are interesting, number one. But what happens after a freedom caller gets off the phone is some statist will call in and. Oh, yeah, like a plant. Well, they're not they're not plants. They're just doing, oh, you know, yeah. they they're just uh, stating they're their right. beliefs and they're stating their frustration, but <laughs> essentially what they're they're saying is that we have there were two calls this morning from uh, sort of st- stick in the mud uh, old fuddy-duddies who were saying that, well, I don't think you should let these people on your airwaves. They have their own show on Saturday nights. You oh, shouldn't God. let them call your show. And so basically these they don't have anything coherent to say. They don't have a yeah, a single point. Like, Exactly. They have no real point to make. So all they can do is attack your your person. Uh, they yeah. went after uh, they went after Mark, my co-host here, because he had uh, a run-in with the law back when he was eighteen, uh, which a pretty ended, serious one. Yeah, mm-hmm. it ended up seventeen. With you in, uh, it ended up with you in prison for nine years, and and all they can say is that well, one of those free staters was bad twenty years ago. Yeah, let's and, talk about something well, that happened in the last two decades. I like, to, yeah.
11: I like to show them numbers on how many people in our government are bad, and compare the ratio.
0: Well, they'll tell you and they'll say that their government people are good government people. They'll say oh, their wow. government is running smoothly <laughs> as a government can run and that everything is fine. Yeah. Um. And, and, you know, if you want to plug more into what's going on up here, head over to freestateproject.org. Definitely get signed up and start planning the move because I'm telling you, uh, it, it's like you said, people are too scattered about where they are right now. And if you yeah, stay where you no, are, um, what's going to change?
11: Yeah, you have to have like at least get one thing done like that. And then it'd have like a cascade effect, cause at least then, cause then if it happened... The news media wouldn't be able to sit there and say, oh, you know, and use their typical propaganda techniques or whatever.
0: Well, and here's an exciting thing. Uh, the uh, the Liberty activists up here in New Hampshire are creating their own media. So we've Ooh, got Free Talk I Live. You're, I mean, the show you're listening to is originating from Keene, New Hampshire. There's Free Minds TV, which is a uh, cable access TV show that's spreading across cable access, sta- uh, access stations in yeah. the Northeast. Uh, we've got our own newspaper up here, the uh, New Hampshire Free Press. And there are more shows coming out and and more media being created. How many other other that's the biggest thing. That's like that. the
11: biggest thing you got to do right there because that's one of the almost like, almost like one of the I guess you could say enemy or whatever. Yep. The whole freedom movement is that the media, like you know, Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, yep. they're all. Yeah, basically. and even They'll the local newspapers
0: are lapdogs for the the local yeah. government. So you have to create your own media if you want to get your message out accurately. And that's what's happening yeah. here in New Hampshire. And where else is it going on? I mean, besides the here and there, maybe occasional cable access TV show where you might be, that's even a rarity. So it's really... Uh, yeah, it's, those ones,
11: and like a lot of people don't really go to them as much as they'll go to like the mainstream ones so you definitely got to start local and then hopefully build something bigger
0: that's what we're doing up here freestateproject.org for more information good talking to you more coming up you can bring up anything this is free talk live Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the Sakel CAI toll-free line. It's a live Saturday edition of the show, and it's Ian here with you and Mark. And You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, the features we give away. So enjoy those on us. Uh, freetalklive.com. The features include live streams, broadband version, dial-up version, and even a webcam version of the show. Plus, we've launched a brand new streaming audio uh, network called the Liberty Radio Network. You can get all of that over at Live. Live.com. Uh, so enjoy all of that for free. And you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections. Sakel CAI does collections early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. Sakel's employees are trained to resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients, too. Sakel CAI. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com. That's Sakel CAI. As we continue here with your phone calls about what you want. We'll go to Steve listening to WSC-FM in South Carolina. Hello, Steve.
10: Hi guys. I have a I don't know the breadth and depth of secession, but my hypothetical is if California secedes from the United States, uh that also includes the um uh, water territory as well for California off the coast. Mm-hmm. Can Russia just come in and invade California?
0: Oh, I don't know. Uh, I'm sure they could try. I guess there are still a few gun owners in California, so they might be able to defend it's, themselves. Uh, uh,
1: invasions are kind of tough and occupied, you know, land with you know sea vehicles. It's it's one thing when you're talking about uh, storming the beaches of Iwo Jima, which was uh, you know a largely unoccupied island in the middle of the Pacific. It's it's right. n- another thing entirely when you're talking about uh, uh, you know taking a beach of an occupied area, and most of California occupied. I'm you know. I, I suppose you could compare some of the northern coast to Normandy, but
0: they're going to have one hell of a time. Yeah, and how many troops does Russia even have anyway? I mean,
10: <laughs> I I mean, I mean, like I said, it's a hypothetical. Yeah. Uh, how about this? Is is California open at that point to sell their stake to another country like Japan?
4: How would that work?
10: Well, I mean, I don't know. They're receiving federal aid right now. If they secede, they're going to cut off the federal aid. If they're looking for money, they can basically just, you know, whore themselves out. To Wait a minute. Is California
0: – you said they're receiving federal aid. I, I would think California is a donor state. Well, <laughs> I, I mean that's well, – I mean, I, I don't know. I don't I have, have the either. details in front of me, but it's such, there's such a big economy out there in California, even though the, the the state is obviously siphoning off quite a bit for themselves, it would seem that they're probably sending more to the federal government than they're well, receiving.
1: Well, it's not the the, the... the people of the state of California are sending a great deal of money to the federal government where the state of California then goes with its hands out, please let us have more money. Well, I mean, that's
4: from Schwarzenegger.
10: Give me $5 billion for the next three years. No big deal.
1: Well, yeah, true. Yeah, it's, it's not like he's really asking the federal Government, I mean, you know, to some extent, he's saying, "Hey, can I have some of the um, some of the tax money that my citizens paid into your big uh, monopoly that you've got going here?" Right. So, I, you know, I think that I think that they could handle uh, solvency if they were uh, taxing their citizens the to the percentage or even half the percentage the federal government is taxing them um, and, you know, tried to provide for them at, at that point, uh, you know, some kind of protection. You know, most of the countries in the world get protection from the United States, if only by the size of our Navy. You know, we keep shipping lanes clear um, so, you know, many of the 130-something, or excuse me, 170-something uh, U.N. states out there, they really do benefit off of our, uh, you know, military power.
10: Well, i was just wondering if it gave California the option to uh, be absorbed by another nation uh, if they wanted to. seems
0: uh, unlikely that, I mean, it seems unlikely that if a secession movement had burgeoned to the point where they were willing to pull away from the United States, that they would all of a sudden want to just latch on to yet another central government, although... I guess it's a possibility. I don't see how likely it is, though. Okay. Well, thanks for the, thanks like for the idea. Thanks for the discussion. Appreciate it. 800, right, guys. Yep, 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Sean in Tennessee. Sean, you're on Free Talk Live. Good Sean. evening,
12: gentlemen. How are you this evening? Just
0: super, Sean. What's on your mind tonight?
12: I'm a podcast listener. A couple of nights ago, uh, Ian, you just you pierced me through the heart. Oh,
0: no. You, what did I do? You
12: called me and my uh, esteemed brother's lazy bureaucrat. What, what do you do? I'm an air traffic controller.
0: Well, I didn't say you you're had to all t-
12: lazy. I know. I'm not lazy. As a matter of fact, none of my brothers are. However, we are we are part of the government, and that stigma follows us. Uh, you had a gentleman call in that uh, obviously got lousy service uh, from my brothers up there in uh, New York area. Mm-hmm. And he was commenting about U.S. Air 1549 uh, that landed in the Hudson and um you know, between the uh, uh, the controllers and the pilots, everybody did a sterling job. Um, uh, I've listened to the tapes. First of all, let me tell you, I've worked down at Memphis Center. I'm the uh, safety rep down here at the center. I've been a controller for about 20 years. Okay. Um, I've I've listened to the, the uh, control tapes, the ATC tapes. Uh, I've not listened to the cockpit voice recorder. I don't even know if it's been released, but, you know, if it's there, it's on Google, YouTube, whatever. But everything happened from from takeoff to that aircraft safely landing in the Hudson, and that's kind of an oxymoron, safe landing in the water, but that was the best thing he could have done. Um, everything happened in the space of about five minutes. From the uh, time the aircraft or the pilot re- reported the bird strike until the uh, controller told him radar contact lost, uh, and he obviously... Uh, was unable to communicate with the aircraft at that point because normally when they go below radar, they go below radio communications capability. Mm-hmm. Uh, two minutes and twenty seconds. If you were to ask the pilot or the controller how long that was, they probably would have said five, six minutes. Time slows down, sure, but but training kicks in. Uh, the pilot of that aircraft, my understanding is, he was the uh, safety. Training officer for US Air. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not completely sure. But they're all trained the same way. Um, the that airspace up there is incredibly complex. Uh, New York TRACON, They run LaGuardia, uh, JFK, Teterboro, Newark. Um, if and that gentleman called and he and he slammed the ATC uh, because he got the call sign wrong. But uh, if you listen to the tapes, he was talking. Between the aircraft he was talking to, the supervisors and the other controllers in his facility, and the other facilities, um, he ended up talking to LaGuardia, Teterboro, well, okay, to, uh, and to his credit, somewhere else. He talked to 19 people in yeah, two Yeah, to, to
0: his credit, uh, he apparently – it was actually the airplane that got their call sign wrong initially, so that was probably initially. what caused the confusion. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, could, clearly there are some people up there that are doing a really good job, but the reality Everywhere. is that wherever Everywhere. you've got bureaucrats, uh, there's the, there is a lack of incentive to do a better job. Wouldn't you agree? I I agree that
12: uh, it air traffic control, anything the government does, just by the fact that it currently exists, proves it can be marketized. Just because the government does something doesn't mean that they're the most brilliant group of people, and they came up with the idea first. I think like that- you said, before the governments existed, roads were there. Right. I think that uh,
1: you can actually, uh, you know, that you can have brilliant people and still them being the government will have them incentivized in the wrong directions. They'll spend way too much money solving problems. Even if they solve the problems um, as well as we would solve them in the free market, they spend far too much money doing it. And I think a case in point on that is NASA. I mean, they're rocket scientists and they still spend all kinds of money to blow things up.
0: Hey, thank you for the call tonight. Glad you stepped forward to defend your job. 800 259 9231. One of my favorite examples of the air traffic bureaucracy was a John Stossel special from around the, the turn of the the, uh, the, the century, where <laughs> I'll explain here in a moment. It was hilarious. Uh, more coming up. You bring up what you want. Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever you want. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We have got archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, just click and download. They're right there on the front page of the website, going back for an entire year. Completely free for you at freetalklive.com. Join more than half a million people who've trusted LegalZoom.com for their
1: common legal documents. Incorporate your business, create a will or living trust, even register a trademark, empowering you, protecting with common legal documents that people trust. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save $10 off your order. That's FTL at LegalZoom.com.
0: 800-259-9231. Continuing with your calls about whatever you want. It's Stephen in Colorado. Stephen, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey there. Stephen, what's on your mind tonight?
13: Well, uh, if what I'm going to say is um, inappropriate, then please, by all means, cut me off. But um, I would like to sort of pimp a, uh, a very important book that's going to come out on the 9th okay. uh, by Professor Thomas Woods, author of the Politically Incorrect Guide to American History.
0: Isn't he uh, also the guy that w- uh, did the Lincoln book? Or that was a Thomas DiLorenzo, wasn't it?
13: That was Lorenzo. yeah. Okay. Uh, Tom Woods uh, has written a book. It's called uh, Meltdown, a free market look at why the stock market collapsed, the economy tanked, and the government bailouts will make things worse. Forward mm. by Ron Paul. Uh, and there, I, I would encourage the listeners to do what I did, pre-order the book, uh, using the Free Talk Live, uh, Amazon link. What is that called again?
4: It's
0: amazon.freetalklive.com. Amazon. Enter that link and Free Talk Live gets a cut.
13: That's what I did. I pre-ordered it from Amazon Great. using your link. Uh, and, uh, just one more real quick thing. I know the phones are really packed tonight. Um, there's a uh, free chapter of the book available at, uh, meltdownthebook.com
0: meltdownthebook.com, so uh, sounds like a good one. Anything else on your mind tonight? That's it. Thanks for the call and the recommendation, 800-259-9231. You know those Liberty people and their books. They love those things. They love the books. All right, so we continue here. Mike is on the line in Florida listening to WFTL. Hello, Mike. Mike? Are you out there going once? Mike in Florida going twice. Sounded like a cell phone. Let's put him back on hold. Maybe he'll pick up a better cell. Uh, let's try instead Eric in Florida listening to WFLA in Tampa. Eric, are you there? Sharon? Hey, how are you guys doing tonight? Hey, great. What's on your mind?
9: Actually, I just wanted to hear you guys' opinion on the stimulus, like the stimulus package that's trying to be passed to
4: the Senate uh, right yes. now.
1: It's much crap. Um, the uh, you know the, the idea that politicians can pork us out of a, uh, a recession is <laughs> just it's just silly. Um, it's the blo- broken window fallacy all over again. Okay, so we build new bridges and uh, repave roads and uh, do all that stuff that wouldn't necessarily have been done this year. Uh, because we want to put people to work and all that other stuff. Well, you know, I mean, that's not the market at play, and it's only going to cause people who are getting taxed in order to to pay for these things to hold on to their money more tightly, and then they're not going to spend it freely on all these sales that are going on, uh, you know, Big Lots or, uh, you know, uh, Best Buy and all these other places. So more of those businesses are going to go out of business, like Linens and Things and Circuit City, and you're just going to see the spiral effect. Then the government's going to say, we need more stimulus. Mm. We're going to tax the crap out of more people, and so they're going to go deeper and deeper in people's pockets. And it, it, this is the same thing that happened with the great uh, the, the the Great Depression. Is the fact is, it would have wouldn't have lasted the ten or eleven years that it did last as a result of all the spending that uh, that, that Roosevelt did. Wasn't the first stimulus supposed
0: to save everything? Yeah. Oh, wait. Now no, they need look. another trillion dollars, right? That's where this one's coming up to. They're saying it's 780 to 800-something billion, and that's at its current point, but now apparently it's split off into two different stimulus packages, and they're arguing about which one it should be. They'll probably end up piling on another half a trillion dollars before it ends up going through i mean the, the whole idea that the government extracting your money from you by uh, by by force essentially through the inflation process uh, is going to solve any sort of economic problems it's just rearranging the deck chairs on the titanic and extracting money and extracting wealth from the productive class It's putting of a bigger Americans. hole
1: in the titanic too yeah uh,
0: it really it's just ludicrous and how anybody can think this is going to do anything besides enrich certain people in specific Industries uh, is they're fooling themselves. Your thoughts?
9: Well, I do agree with you guys that spending that much money can only hurt us. But if you do spend like small amounts of money, no, I mean like little well, small amounts. There's like a couple billion, not you know eight hundred to nine hundred, uh, you know, a trillion. Then you can actually help if you put it in the right places, like put it in the hands of people that will spend it. You know,
0: put in maybe some tax incentives for businesses. But wait a minute. Well, hold on a second. You're you're just – your premise is incorrect. Tax incentives Uh, aren't the same thing as taxes. You know that, right? Your your premise is incorrect. Uh, The the only thing the government can do to help the economy – and they're not going to do this. The only thing the government can do is to get the hell out is to stop doing what they're doing, stop regulating, stop controlling, stop passing more legislation, Great. stop printing money, and just allow the marketplace to come to its own uh, fixes, to uh, to have the corrections happen, whatever needs to happen, to uh, to allow those things to happen, and then to leave their hands off into the future. Eric?
9: So you don't think that if they just step out, then it will just continue on its current trend? You think it's just going to write, write its own self?
1: Well, I think that there's a better chance that the market will write itself than the, the, always than does. the government writing the market. Eric, do you have any examples of the government writing the market?
9: Well, I mean, just like, or Reaganomics is a good example, just like, Mass you know, massive tax cuts actually trickle down, but in that case, I don't think it's going to work right now, just because. Well, Reaganomics not-
1: is a lack of government, comparative to uh, 70s, uh, you know, 90 percent tax brackets and stuff like that. So what you're talking about is, you know, a, a lessening of government. I don't like to use the term privatization or deregulation because those are so such loaded terms. But that's a lessening of government in there. So that's not a good example. No. Do you have an example?
9: Uh, what was it? no what was the example you
1: asked for i I would like to see an example of the government actually getting us out of a recession oppression uh but you you find you pick the uh, monetary b- disaster and tell me the government policy anywhere in the world you could pick anywhere in the world that has managed to get us out of that disaster
9: oh, no i don't I don't, I don't think there is one way they can step in and spend a bunch of money on you know in creating their own ideas of jobs and stuff but I was saying that in the past you know Reagan, as part of the government, they'd do something to get us out of a situation like that. Reagan, Ron Reagan do,
0: increased the size of government uh, by si- I think it was sixty nine percent. But he, re- he, but he reduced taxes, and that's an important
1: um, integral part. I mean, how what do you doing,
0: reduce taxes and increase the size of government? You mortgage your
1: grandchildren's future. That's the Republicans' uh, whole uh, you know premise in the last.
0: Okay, so then it doesn't matter years. that he reduced taxes because somebody's going to have to pay the piper, right? Somebody at some point, yes. Yeah.
9: So one more question for you guys. Just what do you guys think about the the idea? I, I forgot who the guy that had it, but he wanted to just have a tax holiday. I think it was for ninety days. I think it was. Just I'd like to everybody. have a
4: tax
1: holiday. I'd like to have a tax holiday for the next ninety years.
9: <laughs> yeah, that I mean, sounds good. Uh, fact is, good. good here, luck on passing that one to him. Oh, absolutely
1: uh, true. But <laughs> look, Ron Paul said in his two thousand and eight run, um, in two thousand and seven, that if we did away with the in the IRS entirely, all of the income taxes that we would then revert to a government the size of 1997. Do you think the government was too big, too intrusive in
9: 1997? I would say 1997, that would make
0: uh, Clinton the president? Does doesn't matter, really
9: matter. Does it matter who the president was? Wow oh, Um I don't know. 90, 97 didn't seem like a bad time for government,
4: you know. Well, so you didn't. It, it was think a good go- time for the
1: economy. <laughs> <laughs> However, the government's kind of like this bull rider that rides the bull. If the bull's happy, the bull rider does well. If the bull is unhappy, the bull rider does poorly.
0: So you don't think the government was too big, too oppressive, uh, too,
1: too intrusive? intrusive in well, tell 1997? the people at Ruby Ridge or Waco. You know, I- Ilion Gonzalez. Tell him that you didn't think the government was stupid.
9: Yeah. Well, in 1997, I was
0: uh, like 10 years old. Ah, understood. <laughs> okay. That's a fair answer. Then you the didn't know better. The
1: government was gigantic in 1997, and doing away with the income tax uh, would, you know, would would bring it back down from Titanic to yeah, gigantic,
0: from enormous to uh, mm-hmm. pretty darn big. Uh, thanks for the call tonight. 800 9231 We continue with your calls, and we talk to Daniel listening to KU. USA in Washington. Hello, Daniel.
14: Hey, how you guys doing? Just great. What's
0: on your mind tonight?
14: Hey, a few minutes ago, you had somebody on there talking about g- crime, and and uh, I had a situation where my car was broken in and sold my, they sold my wallet and uh, a checkbook.
4: Oh, jeez. And
14: uh, actually, they went. It was on a Sunday, and they went to one of these check-cashing places and tried to cash a check for 500 The guy called me, and so I got his name. So I called the, the detective on Monday the next day, and I was all excited because I knew exactly where this guy his name and, and uh, where he lived. All right, I want to find
0: out what happened here in moments. Uh, hang on, we're going to bring you back for more. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, you can bring up anything. Just dial the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com, all the features we give to you. And if you like this show, you can help support Free Talk Live. By learning how to promote the show, go to promote.freetalklive.com, get a whole list of things you can do to help uh, get Free Talk Live on the air in more places, get uh, into more people's ears around the world. Go to promote.freetalklive.com, see the whole list of things. That's promote.freetalklive.com. As we continue with your phone calls, let's talk to Daniel, uh, continuing with his call uh, from Washington, listening to KUSA. Uh, Daniel, you had said that your car was broken into... That you had uh, pretty certain evidence of who it was that was committing the crime because they tried to essentially g- cash a check uh, in the amount of $500 when the bank called you on it. So you had some pretty damning information against whoever the culprit was. Correct?
14: Correct. Yeah, I had the had the description, had them on video surveillance. It was one of these cash a check uh, outfits. that was on it was on a Sunday. They tried to cash the check mm-hmm. and uh, got the license plate of the car. A friend of mine who does tenant screening. Actually gave me some information and uh, some criminal information on him, so I knew where the where the kid lived. He was six four, you know, two hundred and fifty pounds, uh, mm. Caucasian. I actually drove by that ne- that night with a friend of mine, saw the car in his driveway. Call, uh, next day, called the detective that was uh, handling my case. Figured they'd be thrilled with the information, and basically said, "There's nothing they can do."
0: <laughs> There's nothing thinking, wow. they could do.
14: They said, "Yep." They said, "Well." I said, "Well, you know, we've got him on surveillance." And they said, yeah, but you know, the public defender is going to probably say, hey, maybe this kid was doing some yard work, maybe somebody wrote him the check, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just thinking, wow, do we need to go back to the Old West when everybody kind of took justice into their own hands? So
0: what you're telling me is the cops had nothing but excuses as to why it was they would not take action on this? exactly you know what and it's so ludicrous the excuses because the cops when they want you they'll go and they'll spend unending amounts of money to try to bring you in and put you in a jail cell when they're ready to go after somebody money is no object to them so it's not it's not about you know what it would cost or whether or not the uh the da would reject it or or whoever the defense attorney rather would eject it or reject the uh their approach because there's no penalty for the police if the police bring this case against this guy, and apparently you've got some pretty damning evidence, if they bring this case and the judge does decide, well, sorry, this is just not good enough, then it gets thrown out of court, and nobody nobody loses uh, on their side. Did they dust your car for prints?
14: No. You know, this is the one... Go ahead. When you send a police officer over.
0: You know,
1: this is the one thing that, uh, you know, people on TV, when, when you watch TV, and this is where you get uh, the, the, the cop propaganda, is, you know, at every crime scene, there's cops milling all about, dusting for, for mm-hmm. prints. No, those cops are busy out writing tickets because their superiors uh, send them out to, uh, you know, g- generate revenue. Catching a car burglar generates no revenue. That's true. Um, catching speeders generates or generates all kinds of revenue to the point that there's line items for fines uh, in uh, municipal and state uh, coffers.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: It's a shame, but we've been yes. we've been duped, and I know that these cops would love that's they would love to do that. That's what they want to do. They want to catch criminals. They got into the business to catch criminals. However, the majority of their manpower is out after vice crimes and speeding tickets.
0: And not all of them want to catch criminals, Mark, because the cop that he was dealing with could have done something about this. Right? They could have moved ahead on this case, but it was much easier for them to do nothing. Yeah. So they have no incentive. So even if, the one, even if some cops want to catch criminals, if they're working with other cops that don't really care, and you happen to get a cop that doesn't really care, you can't do anything about it as the consumer of their services. You're forced to pay for them whether or not they've protected and served you. Right.
1: If you could, would you have fired those cops? Absolutely.
0: But you can't
1: because <laughs> they'll take your house away.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what that's they'll they do. Pa-
1: they pay for it with uh, property taxes, and that's what I mean by take your house away. You you can't stop funding the police
0: because they're funded through coercion. Then they'll call you the criminal if you decide to withhold funds. <laughs> yeah, you
1: can believe they'll be at your house with guns if you try to uh mm-hmm. you know n- not uh pay your property taxes and then stay there after they've they've sold your house as though they have the right to do such a thing. They'll come there with guns and they'll they'll darn sure drag you off. But not this guy that that
0: you pretty much had dead to rights on burglary. So Daniel. Samuel, would you say that after all of this you were protected and served by the police?
14: I would say not I and mean, it's just common sense I mean you look at probable cause with with all of the factors this this kid that did this has a criminal history mm. um, you know, they got him on videotape I mean it's just I mean the common sense if you lay the evidence for the judge it's just common sense this kid did it
0: yeah, but you know, that would require I mean, actually having to spend the time and effort to put together that evidence to put in front of the judge to fill out whatever paperwork they would have to fill out. It would require them to actually put in some effort. And, uh, you know, as Mark pointed out, there's no real money in it for their system, so they have no real incentive to go out there and do anything. They don't care about what their public image is really like. They don't care if their public image is that they're going around beating up kids for having a joint. They don't care if their public image is shiftlessly, bureaucrats because they know that they'll get their budget next year either way. Right, that's the top end brass that feels that way. Right, and this is so true, and it's so sad that people have to find this out the hard way, because a lot of people are, again, raised on this idyllic uh, vision of what a police officer is supposed to be. Like you say, Mark, you, we see them on television, whether it's Andy Griffith or CSI or whatever it is that people are watching. They have this idea of what police are supposed to be like, and then when the reality strikes, and it strikes hard, turns out it's just not that way. What a disappointment, huh? Thanks for the call tonight, dude. 800-259-9231. That's the Sakel CAI toll-free line. Let's continue with LiveWire, listening to WFTL in Florida. LiveWire, you're on Free Talk Live.
8: Yes, sir. First, I have a question. Isn't that Obama guy up for a Grammy tomorrow night? Is who? Obama.
0: See, up for a Grammy? I don't pay attention to the music world, uh, so I have no idea.
8: Oh, okay. I was just thinking maybe he seems like he can do everything. Is that, That's what I kind of hear. In the ah, evening. gotcha. Uh, You know, I I keep thinking that uh, with the financial situation in America and trying to build uh, some sort of uh, stimulus, we we should, those that are in charge need to put together a tour of Fort Knox, the depository for U.S. gold, supposedly, that would still be there. And I was thinking, again, you know, maybe five people would actually be allowed in and Ian and Mark, you guys, could sure be allowed to go on this tour. And then we'd load up some cameras on a forklift, and we'd drive the forklift into Fort Knox, and if necessary, we'll move around a few pallets. That way we can see that there's some gold, you know, one stack behind the next stack behind the next stack. And uh, and then if we happen to not find, and, you know, it should take 15 minutes to drive in there and drive around and see what's going on. And if we don't find any gold there, then, I would have to say at that point we're in a depression.
0: I know there are a lot of people that have speculated on whether or not there actually is gold in Fort Knox, but let's say for a moment there is gold in Fort Knox. So? What's that mean? Uh,
8: Well, at least in the early days, uh, maybe when uh, many a year ago, uh, the the amount of bills that were being produced at the mints uh, was supposed to be comparable in value to the, uh, the, their weight in gold. Right. Know, well,
0: the, the the amount there amount used to be there used to be gold and silver backing uh, to the currency in this country. Right, and that it. was
1: uh, prior to 1913.
0: Right. Uh, well, they actually have silver certificates that you can get up to like 1934 or whatever. Right. Thing. And that's, actually. And there's, you know, there was a foreign, ba- you know, backing
1: for foreign debtors up until the mid 60s, sometime. But you can't 60s. take.
0: You cannot go into the Federal Reserve or Fort Knox or whatever, hand over some Federal Reserve notes and get anything for them. So even if there is gold or silver in Fort Knox, there's no way you and I can get our hands on it. We have no claim to it at all. So well, it's really I, it's irrelevant.
8: If, if nothing else, to know that there is some stacks of gold there would be very encouraging. It would say, well, you know, perhaps down the road uh, we'll be basing our system again on commodities uh, and in due diligence in terms of labor that people go out and the, the laziness that seems to be in the, uh, the working world today is just uh, atrocious, but people need to go out and produce and to put together uh, a
0: livelihood I like your optimism, and if they could really turn things around financially, that would be great. I'm sure Ron Paul could propose a reasonable plan to make that happen, but nobody's listening to Ron Paul, and it's more likely the financial system. Yeah, it's more likely the financial system will implode, and then, and then <laughs> Fort Knox is again not going to be an issue at that point. Thanks for the call, dude. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. We continue here, and we talk to. Uh, let's go to Mac in Georgia. Mac, you are on Free Talk Live. On guys. What's on your mind tonight, dude?
15: Uh, Tesla cabs and the city council.
0: What about the city council?
15: The city council, well, long story short, a couple months ago, they put in this um taxi cab ordinance um, taxi cab. saying that saying that they had to change some of the rates and they're making us wear uniforms and among other stuff. Both of us are legal because we don't work for the city. We're both private contractors. Mm hmm. For, for companies that you know, operate cab companies. Cab. So they're
0: forcing yeah. you as a taxi cab driver to wear a uniform? Yeah. We'll come back uh, the with you. Math Hang math. on, that. Mac, rather. We're going to come back in hour three. Take your calls as well. bunch of people on the lines. If you're hanging on, we will get to you. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live.
13: This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live, the live Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up what you want. Just dial toll-free to 800-259-9231. That is the sickle, C-A-I, toll-free line. It's one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one, 259 9231 and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. Uh, you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, the features we give away. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Right back into your phone calls. We go back to Mac in Georgia. Now, Mac, uh, you are a military police officer, but apparently you're also moonlighting as a cab driver and you were telling us about some of the new regulations or rule changes that the city council or wh- whomever it is there, whatever governmental regulatory body, has decided to bring down upon the business. And uh, wanted to make sure you had a chance to get your thoughts out. So go ahead and uh, fill us in.
15: Yeah, the biggest change is that is, one, we have to charge sales tax on our fares because people really hate.
0: You have to and charge two, sales tax on, a, on the fair?
15: Yeah. Wow. And I was, it's in the seven percent, but um, but the biggest concern is that we had to wear we had to wear uniforms. Now, they um, used to they did have a lot on the on the books in the old Texas cap on, the saying that we had to wear collar shirts and all that crap. I told y'all about that because I almost got a ticket when I first started. Yeah, it was a twenty-five dollar ticket. So they put it for the uniforms, it's a hundred dollar ticket, and they actually have city employees, city marshals riding around. Stopping families and stopping um cab drivers in the middle of the street, inspecting to make sure they have books and wearing when these drivers taking shirts.
0: What, so <laughs> so it's not the police that are enforcing this, it's some sort of uh, code enforcer? Yeah. And and how do they stop you? Do they like act like they're a customer and then they say, Ah, I'm an inspector?
15: Uh they, the the driving city vehicles, everybody knows what number, what the vehicle number it is, and if they pull in front you, turn the four way flashes zone. Really? And stop dead in the middle of the street, you know you might as well just pull over.
0: What if you have a fare with you at that time?
15: They wait. They, I mean, they're nice enough to wait, but they also make sure that they have enough people and um, they don't have too many people. I got the inspector stopped me right after Thanksgiving, and I had like 100, I mean, I had 10 people in my car for a van that was for six. Everybody would see it comfortably and said, Except for the two people up front, he had a $100 ticket.
0: So he he was telling you that you were carrying too many passengers? Yeah. That's the idea? Now, what would your boss have said about that? I mean, would the, would the, the the whoever it is that's in charge of the taxi cab company, would he be all right with you carrying 10 passengers?
15: He just told me, don't do it again.
0: <laughs> well, right. But but now, wait. Did you have to pay the fine, or was it the company that paid?
15: Oh, I would have to pay, but I called, I called her boss, and I got a ticket.
0: Wait, you called? I'm sorry, I missed that. You called who?
15: I called the cab inspector's boss, the main city marshal, and I got out the ticket.
0: Oh, you got out of it? Okay, well that's good. I'm glad you uh, managed to finagle out your way out of it. But man, well, what a what a tough situation. Mark, you were a cab driver at one point. Did yeah. they have
1: rules like that that you had to follow? I'm sure that there are all kinds of rules. I, uh, you know, I
0: pretty yeah, much know what the they were. I did I whatever I wanted yeah. <laughs> to. That's not the reason why I called. Hold oh, me. all right, we'll do it. Get to it because we got <laughs> well, lots of people waiting.
15: Okay, well, the main reason I called was that they also put in some more regulations for St. Patrick's Day. We're saying that um we cannot charge on a flat rate, even though we had to drive to a sea of just to get down the street. And, you know, there's usually a really reasonable rate. And, I mean, they changed all kinds of stuff for the city and for the same Day, And pretty much all the cab drivers are up in arms. And the city council is pretty much to the point they'll bankrupt the city before they admit they're wrong.
0: Yeah, well, that's typical for government. I mean, whenever you're in the government, you don't have to say you're sorry. Hey, Mac, thanks for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. The regulations never stop. There's always a new rule right around the corner. That Some new government bureaucrat or a busybody has it in their mind as to how they can better control your business. And then they get into power and they put those regulations through. And the taxi cab drivers can be up in arms about it, but they're going to obey. Because if they don't, then the city will pull their license, or the city will find them, or they'll pull their medallion, or whatever it is, and they won't be on the road anymore. And if they're spotted on the road, they'll be pulled over, and they'll be arrested. So how do you deal with a situation like that? I don't know. I think that you'd have to do some kind of civil disobedience, uh, some mass civil disobedience. But the problem with getting uh, a bunch of business people together to do disobedience is a problem on its own. Most business people aren't willing to put anything on the line. They, they want to do business. They're not there to, to take a risk like that. And they've all benefited
1: from that uh, medallion process to uh, drive around and put their medallions at risk. They know that then then if they make a stand uh, against the bureaucracy, that they'll what they'll be doing is opening the door wide for competition of people that would uh, then you know come in and, and give rides without medallions, jitney cabs as they're called. So they don't want that. They would prefer to give up more and more and more of their, rights and sovereignty in order to
0: get the paycheck. To keep their restricted marketplace? Yes. We continue with your calls about what you want. We'll go ladies first to Jessica in California. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jessica.
14: Uh, Hi. How are you doing? Hey, what's on
0: your mind tonight, Jessica?
14: Um, Not a whole lot. I've been trying to to send emails out to as many people as I possibly can contact. Um, I was looking around on the internet just trying to do more research and keep myself educated on the topics that are coming up. And there was one topic that I noticed that seemed a little bit eerie to me, and I was hoping maybe I could get it out through you guys. Sure. What is it? Um, it's a bill that, that's going to be coming towards the uh, the floor rather soon. Uh, it was just put in on the 22nd of January, and the bill is called H.R. 645, and this bill, was it's directed towards Homeland Security. And basically, if anybody wanted to look it up, it's on governmenttrack.us, um, it's To direct the security of homeland to establish national emergency centers on military. Pieces. Oh yeah, um, we
0: talked about this earlier this week on the program. Uh, it ties into some decisions that were made a few years back, where a multi-hundred million dollar contract went out to a Halliburton subsidiary, uh, basically exactly. saying that we were going to con. They were the government was going to contract with them to build detention centers, and I guess this is actually authorizing the building of those detention centers. So the funding was already in place, and this is kind of the next step in that line. And essentially, uh, essentially, these are going to be concentration camps uh, for people. I mean, they're they're trying to make it sound like, oh, it's only for emergencies when a uh, uh, hurricane and emergency. But we already know that the U.S. federal government in the past has engaged in concentration camps when they rounded up the uh, Japanese and Germans and put them in camps. Uh, so it's very possible that these camps will be used for that or, or putting immigrants in them or, or Muslims or who knows who it is they're going to select to put in these camps. Dissidents, uh, people that are against uh, the draft when that comes back. So it could be absolutely anything. Either way, it's a Scary situation, and I'm glad you called tonight about it. And thank you, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. But what can you do about it? I suppose you can call those your so-called representatives and and tell them not to pass it, but that hasn't done too much to stop this the this, the growth of the state. No, it doesn't. hasn't done it. Realistically, I mean, they everybody said don't pass the first bailout, and they passed the first bailout. So the idea that they would stop this one, I am just. It's hard for me to be optimistic about that well, let's continue and talk to i believe we have Craig in New York, Craig, you are on free talk live
16: Hey boys, what's happening
0: Craig, what's on your mind tonight
16: what's on my mind well i i got a little I got a little gripe man okay um listening to you guys uh from the Thursday show and then the extra podcast afterwards, you know people come to free talk live thinking that they're gonna hear hear realistic, libertarian ideas to help our country get back and our freedoms back. And, you know, you guys go off talking about this pie-in-the-sky ideals of no federal government, um, no military. How do you expect um, to exist in this world with that type of idea?
0: Well, well there's
1: lots of nations out there that really don't have much for military. Uh, Costa Rica military. doesn't have any at all. Um, I mean
0: who doesn't? Costa Rica? <laughs> what are you laughing about? <laughs> who do you th- who, who protects Costa Rica? I would say the, probably the Costa Rican uh, police force and the Costa Rican citizens. Uh-huh. Hopefully yeah, uh-huh. they
1: conduct themselves in a manner that would keep them from getting invaded.
0: Yeah, like not bombing their neighbors. Yeah, Costa okay, Costa Rica's, yeah, right, now, Costa Rica's, now, Costa Rica's somebody, not over in the Middle East bombing if, people. If somebody wanted to, now, you know,
16: if, if we follow out your idea of, of, a, of no federal government, of no military, what is to protect this country from foreign invasion?
0: Okay, what do you think is protecting Switzerland from foreign invasion? Why, did, why didn't, why didn't uh, Hitler invade Switzerland? Hmm? I,
16: I don't know. I'm asking you.
0: Okay, I'll tell you why. Because everybody's armed there.
16: Okay, with, 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 I heard that the other night with machine guns. Okay. No, it's not necessarily yeah, okay. true. Okay, now, 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 we have we have a nuclear world right now. Okay,
0: nuclear. We have mm-hmm.
16: nuclear war. And, yes, uh, nuclear you know, war. We, we have. have pardon?
0: We have nuclear war. Yes, sir. We have. Okay.
16: War. Now, you you take away, you know. All right, everybody in this country has has a machine gun. Okay, yeehaw. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, someone drops a, a five-killed-ton nuke, nuke in the middle of this country. Let's talk
0: about why that would happen. We'll bring you back for more of this discussion in moments. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. It's the live Saturday edition. The toll-free number, 800-259-9231. Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free. So enjoy those on us, including the bulletin board system. With over 400,000 posts, there's a lot to talk about. From serious issues to fun stuff, all free for you at bbs.freetalklive.com bbs.freetalklive.com The 57th running of America's
1: legendary sports car classic runs Saturday, March the 21st at C Sebring International Raceway in Sebring, Florida. The Mobile 21, excuse me, Mobile 1, 12 hours of Sebring, presented by Fresh From Florida, features the fastest race cars in the world. Gates open at Wednesday, uh, March the 18th for four days of action, culminating with the big 12-hour classic on Saturday, March the 21st. Ticket information, visit sebringraceway.com or call 1-800-626-RACE. Seabringraceway.com.
0: We're going to bring back Craig from New York, Craig, who called in to express his concern for some of the ideas that have been proposed on this show. Uh, mainly, one of my favorite ones: abolishing the federal government entirely and allowing each state government to uh, go ahead and just take care of itself. Which, of course, would mean that there would be no more federal military, meaning that Craig is, uh, well, a little scared as to what that could possibly, the ramifications that that could possibly be. Uh, so, Craig, you were just uh, just a few moments ago. We went out to break with you. Uh, painting the scary scenario, uh, this picture of uh, a world in which the federal government disbands, the military disbands, and then you know China or somebody like that all of a sudden decides to hit a nuke and uh, nuke California or something like that. Is that your fear?
16: Well, it's, it's 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 not that. Who would coordinate? Who would coordinate the defense of the country?
4: Well, well what, what you makes have you think 50, that
16: if you have fifty separate states? I understand. I understand the gig. You know, I understand where you're going. But, you know, you need somebody or some organization to coordinate the effort.
1: Well, for one, the the, the, the states, if they so chose, could uh, enter some organization for the, uh, you know, the, the, to, to organize that, like NATO or something like that. But we need to look at is, the route. Uh, what's the the question here is, um, who's organizing the resistance in Iraq, for instance? Excuse me? Who's organizing the resistance in Iraq?
16: Who's organized? The insurgents. I would say Iran
1: you think it's iran
16: absolutely i don't, you don't think, think so. you don't you don't think we're we're, we're We're not fighting a uh, quasi war with Iran.
1: Well, you know, I do think that some people probably do believe that there's a uh, there's a top down uh, hierarchy in every military operation. I, however, believe in free men and women toting guns and blowing away people that would terrorize them.
0: That tends to be what's going on, from my understanding. There are different insurgency groups in uh, in Iraq. Maybe some of them are tied into Iran, but many of them are not. They're acting independently on their own. Very few are Iraqis, brother. It's called decentralization. The idea is that you don't. Have a centralized authority deciding where to go and what to do. And but before we get into all the, by the way, these, uh, I don't the, US, U.S. intelligence disagrees with you on whether or not they're mostly Iraqis. Right. I don't want to get mired down in this because what we really need to look at is the root cause of why it is that so many Americans are afraid of being bombed or invaded. The reason why Americans are so afraid is because the reality is the U.S. military has been bombing and invading countries for decades. So that's why uh, yes, it is that
16: I, I, I'm well aware of your. America sucks attitude. No, sir, that's not an America sucks attitude. Oh, I think
1: America's great. I think it's politicians, uh, you know, uh, use the military-industrial complex in order to, uh, you know, propagate wars that are dangerous for the American people. Right, I love America.
0: I I love freedom. What I don't like is government and the risk that it puts us at by going, one of the things that it does is goes and kills people around the world, which makes people awfully angry. Like, you might get kind of angry, Cliff, if the Canadians decided to come down there into New York and invade and start killing your our family members maybe you'd get really upset and maybe shoot back at some of those Canadians don't you think
16: <laughs> wait now time you know and you know you guys are trying to make this too sim- simplistic okay do you think let's it's not, wait a minute you think wait, it's simple let's not let's not make believe that there isn't any history you're, you're referencing the Iraq war okay let's not make believe there isn't any history with Saddam Hussein and and seventeen different UN resolutions That he totally disregarded, okay? Let's let's go back into real history. Saddam Saddam Hussein, I agree
1: with you, but when did Saddam Hussein stop getting his CIA checks? You know, the fact is, Saddam Hussein worked for the CIA, man. He was paying, yes, okay. Okay.
16: And, and that was because we were in war with Afghanistan, That's right because and whatever, the United okay. States politicians... We understand that, okay? We no, understand. you don't understand
1: it, Cliff. Cliff, it's a... It's, it's a, Craig, it, hello. Craig, it's Craig, Craig Okay, Cliff. Craig, man. It continues. Uh, it's the same thing over and over again. We Agreed. won't learn.
16: Why is that, though, bro? Because what we keep on shooting people, evil
0: dude. evil in the world. You guys think... Oh, there are evil people in the world. Right, by and your they definition. shoot people.
16: You guys think that if we just leave everybody alone, don't bother nobody, just sit in our country and nobody will bother us.
0: And that's guy no it's not BS oh, in, it fact, in fact in fact Craig it's actually the admonition one of the warnings that are, are are very clear from the founding fathers of this country who made it very crystal clear that they didn't trust having standing armies because they knew they were a danger to liberty because they knew that standing armies would be used for what standing armies do and that is invading other people's territory. Craig, they said was, to stay out of entangling alliances Craig world, do, you, do you, you know do yeah. you think Craig, that why
1: don't you carry a gun and just shoot people that are different than you i mean if they're so dangerous these people that are different than you why don't you just cap them before they come, come after on, you
16: man. come on talk now see this is what i'm talking about you, you know libertarianism is a great concept and you guys go off the wall now what you just said to me come on that's that's uncalled for and not based in reality man. D- that's what okay? our foreign
1: policy is our it foreign is policy not. is shoot okay? people who disagree you know, you with guys
16: us talk all right but you know what what drives this great country right now what uh, drives it? Free entrepreneurship enterprise? What is it like? free what? enterprise? No, oil. Without oil, everything you guys talk about, everything you guys love is done.
1: So are you saying okay? that oil is worth killing people over stealing their stuff? Who's stealing it? We've made them people rich over there. Who's them people? Who's them people? The ones that aren't dead, right?
16: Oh come on, man.
1: You know You know people died in that war, right? in what war? But well, you you pick the one in the Middle East. We've been over there um you know, white westerners that speak English have been over there for the last 100 years. You pick one.
16: <laughs>
4: you're a
1: sad and we have also Craig.
16: built their countries, built their pipelines, built their oil. We've, is it,
1: we've is it okay to build somebody a house and then shoot their kid? Come on,
16: man.
0: I, you're not being fair. No, you're, you're not, not being not fair. It's not fair to shoot people. Stop advocating shooting people. I'll be fair to Craig, you. Craig, how about Who, this? How about this? Let's let's come people. to a let's come to a compromise here, Craig. How about this? You and your warmongering friends oh, can all get I'm a together. Yes, friend, you are huh? a warmonger. You get together <laughs> with your buddies and you can pile Jesus all your why, hang, on, hang on, Craig. I'm going to throw out an idea and I want to get you to respond to it on. here. Hang on, Craig. Go ahead, we're going to we're going to throw this out here and see what you think. You uh, and your buddies can get together, raise some money together, go and uh, hire some mercenaries and go kill all the people around the world that you think that you should kill and I'll just stay out of it. How does that sound?
16: Dude, this whole conversation and this is what happens My whole point of the conversation was that you guys have this pie-in-the-sky ideology that without a federal government and without military... We'll all just be honky-dory over here. And that's
0: not the way the world runs, bro. It actually is the not way the now. world runs. If you don't initiate force on other people, they tend to leave you alone. If they do come after you really? for whatever reason to aggress on you, you have things to defend yourself with. It's called defense, not offense, and it's a sensible suggestion. It's the one that the founding fathers suggested, and apparently you don't really give a flip about what they had to say, okay, do you? Now,
16: now remember, what, remember what Saddam Hussein was doing? Before we went in there. I don't care what you Saddam care. Hussein was doing. You don't doing. care he was paying Hamas families $50,000 each to go blow themselves up. In I have enough square. there. Enough. Should, Should Canada have
1: invaded because of what we did to the American Indian? What? Should Canada have <laughs> invaded because of what we did to the American Come
0: Indian? On, dude. You're off the wall. I'm not Another off the wall. No, you're off the phone. You phones. want to kill people. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. Just the bloodlust is sick. Your call's about anything. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, live Saturday edition. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features we give to you, they are completely free, including the live streams, broadband version, dial-up version, webcam, all free at listen.freetalklive.com. AdamEve.com has a special offer for you. Go to AdamEve.com and get 50%
1: off of one item when you type in FTL at the offer code coupon checkout. Plus, with your order of $17 or more, they'll throw in a free gift. It's 50% off with offer code FTL at AdamEve.com. What do they have there at AdamEve.com? Well, it ain't apples and fig leaves. (laughs) AdamEve.com.
0: All right, so let's continue with your phone calls, and we'll talk to Officer Liberty on the amp line. Hello, Officer Liberty. Hello, gentlemen. How you doing? What's on your mind tonight?
7: Um, well, I just kind of called in spur of the moment, so we'll see what happens. Um, I was just listening to you guys talking to that kook about uh, the military and whatnot, and um, I think he was putting his views uh, the wrong way, but um, also you guys were making some good points. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, I believe, Ian, you said that if every citizen was armed, we wouldn't have a need for a military.
0: Is that accurate? I would say that's pretty accurate, yeah. I don't even think that you okay. need to have every uh, individual armed. I, I think, think that just having the people that want to have arms is enough. Some additional statements that I'd like to make
1: to that, but go ahead.
7: Okay. Well, um, I was I was just curious how you guys would have – how you think that would have affected incidents such as Pearl Harbor. I mean, I don't think that a 45 caliber pistol is going to do much to a, a bomber plane, if you know what I mean.
0: Well, it's so an interesting in question, but we need to look at the reality of history first. Uh, and the reality of history is, the Pearl Harbor was almost a manufactured event. Uh, in that, the, uh, the the President Roosevelt at the time was very interested in getting into the war, so he engaged in a uh, in essentially an economic blockade of Japan. They blocked their oil supplies from getting to uh, Japan as well as uh, as other things. So essentially. Without actually doing so, they had sort of declared war against Japan, and Japan essentially was retaliating against that. Am I understanding? Was I recounting that correctly? It doesn't sound entirely inaccurate to me. Yeah. So basically, uh, Japan was provoked into attacking the United States. And plus, uh, as you pointed out a few nights ago, Mark, uh, the Hawaiian islands in the first place were, were taken by force by the U.S. federal government. It wasn't even a state at that time.
8: And, uh, Mark, what, what points were you going to make?
1: Well, on, on this, I, I would I would make just that, that we, we really didn't belong in the Hawaiian Islands in the first place. Um, you know, the Pacific Theater of World War II is probably the best recent war that one can use, um, you know, as an example. But the United States used its economic power to if not attack, provoke another nation. I don't recommend provoking um, other nations, e- economic and military might, to, um, to, to do this. And I don't recommend provoking nations. I recommend, you know, getting along with people. Now, I know that may sound like appeasement to some some folks, and I'll, I'll tell you, I was in the, the, you know, yay, military, go war camp at one point, but... You know, the more I look at history, our involvement in World War One made World War Two. That's true. I mean, how how much military could have we could we have brought to bear on Japan if we weren't involved in a war in Europe that we basically started thirty years before that with World War One? I? I mean, how long would World War Two have taken?
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, does that answer your question?
7: Uh, pretty much. Also, I uh, just wanted to talk to you guys quick about. Have you guys uh, heard about HR, I believe it's six?
0: HCR, uh, man, (laughs) we are getting call after call about this. Yes, as a matter of fact, we talked about it at the top of the show, so when the archive's up later, grab it at freetalklive.com, and uh, we actually had a quick little interview with one of the reps that sponsored that.
3: Okay. Well, thanks, uh, thanks guys. Thanks Have for a good the call
0: night. tonight. Appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. So Let, let's talk. Can can we talk a little bit about
1: this military thing? Because this is, it's, yeah. it, it, it's tough for people, and it was tough for me. Yeah. I was not the one reason that I believe the United States federal government has the best reason for us still paying our taxes mm-hmm. is the military i mean it's it's the best reason i'm not for it because i believe that a the the founding fathers did not believe in a standing army now the people would say well the world's changing We're the world's policemen what about you you wouldn't let the jews die you know like there's there's all these these arguments um and you know i i i am for sending armed military response where people are being treated unfairly i it voluntarily though Absolutely. The fact is, the Armenian War and the IRA, um, the you know the, the Irish Rebellion, were both funded just in the United States, essentially by voluntary funds. Those people managed to fight. The Armenians won, and the IRA, well, you know, the, it's one of the freest nations on earth right now. Ireland is even more so. The United States, if you look at the Heritage Foundation, the Economic Freedom List, yeah, the Economic Freedom List. So. You know, <laughs> You know, um, it can be done, folks. I I understand. I'm afraid of, and this is the big one. What about the nuclear weapons flying through nuclear. the sky? <laughs> the, the, the big ICBMs. Now, first off, people confuse what a nuclear nuclear weapon is with uh, what an ICBM is. And you know, you have to have an intercontinental ballistic missile is a big darn thing, and it's expensive to maintain over a long period of time. But there is some country out there that would do just that. There's been technology, uh, you know, since World War II, honestly, ballistic cannons. This is just a big tube of metal that would hurl a large bullet through the air 500 miles at the right angle. You could just have small militias take out with with today's computer technology. ICBMs don't really have much of a chance against something like that.
0: And let's talk about the reality of what the free market world uh, defense world would look like. You could. I mean, this is a speculation. Obviously, we don't know exactly what it would look like. But we know there would be no governmental military that would be over in other countries fomenting hatred of Americans' policies or of Americans. And so that right there, the fact that there would be no invasions of other countries would go a long way to keeping us safe. But even still, some people are really paranoid about, well, they're going to come and, t- and invade us for our freedoms. Well, now, wait a minute. What's the, re- what's the real motivation there? If it's whether we're talking about invasion or dropping a bomb – what are the motivations? Why would some other countryers in Coca Cola? It's ludicrous. She's what? running around in one of them half shirts, and it makes them Muslim men crazy. That's she... nonsense, and it's that's uh, that's it's propaganda. Not the,
1: it's it's not what uh, Osama bin Laden quoted right. in in his stuff. He just wants he just wants to be able to have his own little rebellion um, in Saudi Arabia, and he knows that he's not going to be able to take that over right. from his brother Hassan unless the United States military is out of there, and so he wants the United States military out of the Middle East. And I believe that to be a very fair. thing. Now, I'm not saying that I think it's fair to blow up uh,
0: buildings full of innocent civilians, but, you know, I mean, (laughs) I can see why. If it's Western uh, culture that is so offensive that somebody is going to drop a bomb on this country, then you have to ask, why is it that other countries that don't have the military the U.S. does have not been bombed? They haven't. It's because it's not about the Western culture. It's about invading other countries and the retaliation for that. So in the absence of that, if you wanted to put up a surface-to-air missile site just to keep your state safe, you could still do that. You could still have your own uh, military structures if that was what was floating your boat. And as you were saying, Mark, if people wanted to get together and buy these things and form the uh, the militias that they felt that they needed to form to make themselves feel safe, they certainly could. The money that the U.S. military spends doesn't just come out of thin air. It's wealth that's extracted from the American people. So all of the American people that want to support war, th- war type things, could just do that. And then those of us who don't want to support it, like me, I'm not interested in being involved in that. I wouldn't have to. Right? Right. I wouldn't and be threatened with a jail cell.
1: If you you look at United States history, now remember we were warned by the founding fathers not to get involved in these things in the first place, but we did. Um, oh, what you, do they know? If you look at United States history, you'll find that there were only e- the Pacific. Uh, if you use the Pacific theater of uh, World War II fine, even though Hawaii wasn't a state, some American soil that we had, you know, stuck a flag on and said, this is ours, after we got it from Great Britain, it was the Sandwich Islands, and, you know, the the native people were subjugated, whatever. Um, so you can say that that was an attack. And then you can look at sort of the Mexican-American War, which, you know, there's still some debatability as to whether or not oh, I think it was Santa Ana had uh, invaded sovereign soil. It's certainly the Revolutionary War. But at that point, it's not even the nation at that. Um, so there's very few wars where we've actually been attacked. Unfortunately, we go in and we kill them first.
0: Toll-free number here for you, 800-259-9231. We're going to try to uh, burn through as many calls as possible here in moments, uh, the remaining moments of the show. If you're on the line, we will do our best to get to you, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything, comment on the war thing or whatever you want. That's why we call the show Free Talk Live. live only moments remain. Not even going to give you the number because the lines are loaded. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, all the features we give to you. And if you like this show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We take that money in and reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations and bringing more Internet listeners on board with the program. Go to amp.freetalklive.com to learn more and jump on board. That's amp.freetalklive.com as we go to your phone calls about what you want Uh, We will go to, I believe, uh, Mark is on the line in Texas. Mark, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh,
5: Thanks for taking my call, and I will forego asking you how you're doing because you appear to be doing pretty well. Thanks, Mark. Um, uh, I think the uh, earlier caller from New York has, uh, on his best day, a myopic view of the world and America's place in it. I'm not sure exactly where the founders wrote that we should be uh, preordained or concerned with the matters of other states, and I would also tell that caller, without insult or injury, uh, that the very first foreign country to recognize this early young republic was Morocco, which was an Islamic country. Uh, we are experiencing uh, a takeover, which has been underway for a very long time, and uh, the, the idea that uh, our, our ability to defend ourselves, which is the only reason we should have a military to begin with, uh, is something that uh, uh, should come uh, with the attachment of, uh, let's see, uh, South Korea, Germany, England, and I can't even begin to name all the countries where we have sustained bases, where he and I, the caller I refer to, continue to pay endlessly the deployment of and the equipping of these troops
1: over 700 uh, so military 700 bases. military bases in 131 yeah, it's, countries it's,
5: it's positively outrageous it, it is and outrageous he also mentioned the word history in his uh, diatribe and i would suggest that he strongly look honestly at history because i'm encouraged that people would even actually use the word but yes go ahead and check history out and find out who is to blame and who is responsible for Well, the for people delays. like
0: Craig, though, history begins on 9-11-2001. For, for people like oh, him, there is no history before that.
5: Well, and perhaps you're right, and I would just suggest that, you know, maybe it's a, it's a reason for encouragement that he actually even called in, because it sounds to me, if your analogy is correct, that it is very often listening to uh, uh, the Rush Limbaugh's of the world who would pretend to hold up this left-right paradigm, as it's often referred to, and I think pretty accurately that the world is viewed through uh, in America. And the truth of the matter is, is that it really boils down to one very simple question. If you want to get right down to it, it's like, what came first, the chicken or the egg? And we don't have any business uh, being in a lot of these places uh, doing what we're doing, uh, regardless uh, of the stated reasons and objectives that are given, and it doesn't take a very, very bright person to figure out, with all this available to people historically uh, at their at their fingertips via the Internet, to figure out that, well, you know what, things are not exactly the way they're being stated, rather in unison by all these so-called media outlets. So hats off to you guys and others like you uh, who continue... Although there are times when I don't agree with you, but that's I'll the bet. beauty of being an American,
4: such as
5: <laughs> what it is left of it, anyhow.
0: Well said, Mark. Thank you for the call tonight. Let's talk to Mike in Montana, listening to KGEZ. Mike, you are on Free Talk Live.
6: Yeah, um, I'm a student of history, and um, you know, every time you talk about something, um, especially on the radio with thousands of people listening, you almost have to let people know where you come from, mm-hmm. and... You know, I'm part Native American, and so our founding fathers they um they fought in Indian Wars before they fought the British in the Revolution.
1: That much is
4: true,
6: and in the Constitution, it does call for a standing navy and marines well, and the reason was very clear because the war of eighteen twelve England did attack us, they burned our capital.
1: Well, they so, they didn't attack by burning the Capitol. I believe that they were uh, in they were taking merchant men. Uh, they were taking people off ships and enlisting them essentially in their, you know, taking them captive off ships and we sort of started a war over that. Now, I would uh, at that point I would say something to the effect of, "Hey, really is it is it the obligation of the of, of Washington and and everyone else to protect people outside in international waters?" I don't think no so No way. Personally. If you want
0: protection for well, your ship, you should hire
6: it. Well, our founding fathers, in, in many letters that you guys are well well versed in, wrote about the you know the the pending um, you know antagonism by the British banking system and and by the British monarchy that they wanted America back that it was a sore spot and, that they lost mm-hmm. and so after they were done with the Napoleonic or, or excuse me the well anyways the point being <clears throat> excuse me is that I wanted to address the things that Craig was talking about when he was talking about history and stuff and um, We had militias, which are a form of standing army. They're a volunteer army. Um, They're not controlled by the federal government, though the states could um, usher them under the umbrella of the president in a time of emergency or war. But we had standing militias, which is a form of of a a standing military. Yeah, but the eh.
1: militias are ma- a militias. Me with a gun, following, um, deciding to follow that day what the governor says. If I'd also well, decide, they, wait, 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 wait. They, if I also decide, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm done with this militia thing. I could just as easily do that, and the governor really couldn't do anything about it. So at that point, you have people serving at the pleasure, of, you know, at of their themselves. own pleasure, yeah. as opposed
4: to well, serving. that, at-
6: that you, you, you kind of need to look at history on that. They had. For the technological advancements of their day, they they had mortar units and they had artillery units, which would be like anti, anti-aircraft units, and yeah, and yeah. they had cavalry cavalry units, which required a lot of bit of training on your horse sure. with the other the other horsemen. Um, ty, you know, they.
1: The, Nothing beats a guy certain, that knows how to shoot a gun, though.
6: Right. Certain counties, certain judges, certain um, representatives, senators, um, they led the militia units, and they had an authority like. Like a sheriff has authority in a county. Um, if someone broke ranks, um, they could suffer a penalty while they were serving in the militia. It's it, you would see you see it in the War of 1812. You see it in the Revolutionary War. You see it in the Civil War, where militia units there was hanging of, of troops that broke rank um, because it was demoralizing to have someone say, "Hey." Yeah, I'm not in
0: this anymore, you know. Well, so it was, certainly was not I, perfect. I'm not for that. Uh, yeah. right.
1: The simple fact that I use uh, the terminology of militia doesn't mean that, you know, that I'm all for everything that every militia's ever done, everywhere. Right. I'm, I am saying that I do believe that people should, you know, a free people should
0: fight freely. It should be a voluntary you know, association of individuals coming together for their common cause. Thanks right. for the call tonight. Appreciate it. 800-259- 9231. Let's talk to, I believe we have, um, uh, let's talk to Stuart in Kentucky. Stuart, you are on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, you're on the air.
4: Yeah, how's it going? What's on your mind tonight? Yeah, well, I'm here to talk about, and this is all new to me, so just bear bear with me. I haven't done anything like that, like this in a few years. Be gentle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to talk about uh, uh, the Ninth and Tenth Amendment. Uh, so far, eight or nine states are going by the Ninth and Tenth Amendment declaring sovereignty from the federal government.
0: Well, they haven't actually declared anything yet, they're, from what I can they're tell. They're working on it. There's, they're there's, talking about there's it. There's
1: bills and resolutions, in. you're right. It's uh, Arizona, Hawaii, Montana, Michigan, Missouri, New Hampshire, Oklahoma, and Washington. New Hampshire leading that pack, I would like to add. And there's also um, there's another, it looks like 12 or 13 states, states um, looking at doing similar measures later on this year. Alaska, Alabama, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Georgia... Idaho, Indiana, Kansas, Nevada, Maine, and Pennsylvania. It's a
0: good start. It's not really a declaration of anything because none of them have passed yet. But even when they do pass, all it will really be is a declaration. And it's not really them doing anything more than just saying, hey, we've had enough. But it's a good start. And I thank you for the call. I wish we had more time. We've got to get to more callers here. Uh, we talked to Mike in California. Mike, you are on Free Talk Live. Mike, California, going once. Mike in California, going twice. We go to the Ampline, unscreened call. You are on the air.
17: Hey, and it's uh, Chris from Austin. Chris, what's I on your mind wanted tonight? to respond real quick to that uh, caller. It was uh, a couple calls back about the militias. Yes, sir. And also about the founding fathers. One thing that drives me crazy is is that there's this assumption that all the founding fathers were in agreement, and in fact, it was almost bipartisan, just like it is today. Yes. Between the Democratic Republicans and the Federalists and Hamilton and Jefferson. I mean, the issue of the standing army was one of the main uh, cogs in their Arguments also up until after the Civil War, I don't know, and probably before the income tax came in, there's a very clear difference in the legal definition of a militia and an army. And those waters were uh, those waters were muddied uh, deliberately by Congress, Mm -hmm. um, where they basically said the National Guard would take the place of the militia.
4: Yeah, and we see what's happening there. A lot of
17: confusion about that. Militia was all the able-bodied-bodied men who were expected to answer the call if there was an invasion. An army was no such thing. It was an instrument of the uh, political yeah, body.
1: The idea of fighting a land war on the United, in, in the United States of America when there are nine out of ten counted, uh, excuse me, nine guns for every ten Americans is absolutely ludicrous. It's a suicide you can, run. You, you, you can't yeah. do it. You can't fight a, war, a land war against the United States of America.
0: And we can't continue because we're done for tonight. Thanks for the call, dude. We'll see you on Monday night online. In the meantime, at freetalklive.com, wishing you a happy, safe, and fun rest of your weekend.